You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to 3 a.m. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. What's the scariest thing you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3 a.m. is the result of asking this question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience. The validity of which can be determined by you, the listener. While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. What's up, guys? It's 3M Podcast. My name is Charlie. My name is DJ. My name is Sean. And today we are doing a special 3 p.m. We have our homie in the building. Hello. (laughs) I'm Camille Jolly. Hey. Welcome. Camille Jolly is a... Strangely, I'd like to say a longtime friend. Oh, yeah, I mean, from afar, I feel from like distance. that for you guys. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, um, but welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm a big fan, probably like one of your biggest fans. So I believe I'm it. honored. <laughs> yeah, longtime listener and patron, and we all have crazy like mutual connections with Camille throughout the years. So it's fun to finally actually connect and sit down almost as if like you're stalking us <laughs> 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 yeah. you ever seen you the show no, <laughs> jk yeah but welcome um so a few weeks ago there was a video that went viral at byu and byu is a private institution how do we say this mormon college doesn't it's a mormon uh, <laughs> it's a mormon college in provo it's where we all lived mm-hmm. Uh, for years and years. And BYU doesn't allow uh, for like same-sex uh, marriage or anything. Facial homosexual. hair. They're not uh, LGBTQIA plus forward-thinking at all. <laughs> but uh, for, was it Pride Month? I don't know what the purpose was, but a bunch of people like drew chalk on the sidewalk of like rainbows and all these positive messages, love is love. And uh, there was a video of a kid who said a homophobic slur on the video and got water and like washed off all the chalk on video. Now everyone hates him. Petty, bro. Outside of where one of the places I work at the record shop, uh, kids did the same thing. Bunch of chalk drawings. Super beautiful. Our whole storefront is just super colorful. Very little Nas X everywhere. Very little Nas X (laughs) right now. And we're stoked about it. But I came to work today... And it was all washed off. Oh, no. And that's the first thing I thought of. This dude paid us a visit, too, or, like, walked by and, like, washed it off. So I walked in the store. I was like, what happened to our chalk drawings? <laughs> and they're like, what bigot got rid of it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my homie who works there was like, oh, it rained this morning. <laughs> God got rid of your yeah, chalk God. God got rid of it. <laughs> that's so funny because rain makes rainbows. So it's like, damn, some homophobic ass rain. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, that's funny. Just thought that was a fun little. <laughs> how did okay? So how did this happen? Living in Provo, I, just I was keep the very beginning. Every week, I'm like, please have me on, yeah. please. <laughs> She's like, swipe, <laughs> please, DJ. 
<laughs> deleted every single uh, time that she tried to reach out. No. You guys met um, a long time ago. Yeah. We did meet a long time ago. I was throwing back when Charles Jordan and I and Sean were throwing events and DJing a lot. I wanted to do like acoustic nights, kind of. Oh, Milkbox? Simil- yeah, it was called Milkbox. Um, where Wait, we what was it called? Milkbox. <laughs> okay. Why? Why I heard I milk. milk. Yeah. That's I heard fine. milk. That's fine. Um, let me be. <laughs> this M-I-L-K podcast is not letting box. us, not letting you be. It's where we would have uh, musicians perform and we'd have free cookies and milk at the same time. So, Camille, I don't even know how I found you guys. Through one of the Blossel boys, Alex. Okay. Nick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alex Blossel. Yep. Okay. In, in yeah, we grew up down the street from okay, each other. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so I found Cam and her sister, and they performed at Milkbox, and that was that. That was the very beginning. We didn't get to connect too much. Yeah. But somehow, we have a friend. Okay, not somehow. We have a friend who's listened and Supported. listened to 3M and mm-hmm. supports and works with Camille. Mm-hmm. So, and one time when I was at work just telling scary stories as I do. My friend was like, hey, you should listen to my friend's podcast. Like, this is like. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I've seen videos of that. Really? I remember very early on, I think Brock. Shout out Brock, by the way. He's the one who showed Camille. Uh, He posted a video of like, he's like, this is my work and we tell scary stories. And I was like, what is happening, dude? This is crazy. (laughs) I don't remember remember that. That was was like two years ago. A year and a half ago. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, Brock showed me um, 3 a.m. And that was like October 2019. Okay. Because okay. I remember like the Leah Hardy uh, episode mm-hmm. was like one of the first ones I heard. And I was like, wow, this is so good. <laughs> I've like always been a fan of scary stories. So Dude. I love this stuff. So who are you? What's your story? So um, I'm Camille. I'm from Utah, born and raised in Utah Valley. And um, I work here. I'm married. I've been married for like almost three years. I'm one of four girls. I'm going to talk about my sister's. As one of my stories today, actually. Ooh, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, what's fun about me? I work at a local company. I work on the sales team. Um, I love singing. I love going to movies. My husband and I go to the movie theater like almost every week on Tuesdays. Sick. Dude, that was me and Sean for like four years. We every had a date what, night Thursday, every Thursday. Dude? Yeah. Bro, real quick, I would like, I always scheduled Thursdays off because Sean had Thursdays yeah. off. So it was like, <laughs> it was the bro. hardest bro date night. So love it. I worked at a restaurant. So I'd pull up to the restaurant and be like, I need all my tips. Like, you need to pay me now. So they'd give me all my money. Sean and I would go to the mall, <laughs> buy some clothes, buy hella food, go to the movies. Did we ball out oh, every Thursday? So but really Best though. time of my life. <laughs> love that for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you told hands. <laughs> Just kidding. Sure. Why not? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, you know, Who knows? No it was knows. dark in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got scared. That's uh, what are you passionate about? Oh, dear. Um... Oh, well, I mean, people that know me know this, but animals. I've been vegetarian for almost a decade. Oh, really? I actually just recently started eating chicken, though, because I was, like, really struggling with protein and having some, like, stroke-like oh. symptoms that were so oh, scary. Oh, no. So I just felt like it was time to start eating a little bit of meat. But, yeah, I'm very passionate about, like, the environment, and I feel like that's a big that's thing dope. that I do is, yeah. 
can I ask why chicken? Like why you decided? I was like thinking that the same one thing. That's a great specifically question. F chicken right now. <laughs> All of it seems so gross to me, but chicken was oh. the one thing that I was like, those chicken nuggies though, like Chick Fil A. I was like, yeah, I want those. Okay, <laughs> that makes like, sense. Those nuggets. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're um, right. <laughs> and also, like pigs and cows have like really high intelligence. Chickens are kind of just like just dumb. dumb dinosaurs. They look less sentient. They can oh, run around yeah. with their heads cut off. Think literally, about it, like yeah. Ooh, I don't want that. But what about fish? It's hit and miss for me. Like, yeah. is it a taste thing with fish or ethic? It's more so like just I don't uh, I don't know like chick. So I've only been eating like chicken breasts, like white, like no freakiness, no like skinless, or- yeah, not not thighs. I'm like way weird. I can't eat it on the bone. Why oh, am I dude. talking about this on the yeah. podcast right now? Anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, it was like the only one that like seemed like not gross to me. So yeah, beef was kind of grosses me out. Same with like pork stuff. So. That was like the one that I was like, all right, if I got to start eating this, it seems like a good way to go. Feel. And Chick-fil-A, shout out to Chick-fil-A. For real though. It's Let's go. It's forever in our hearts. Yeah, yeah. forever. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, it's something that I thought like forever, like there's no way, but you got to listen to your body. Things evolve. So yeah, now I eat chicken. Sweet. Dope. Yeah. That was fun little anecdote I shared about my life. <laughs> like, why did I to share that? No, you're fine. <laughs> Any so other things? about... Animals. Yeah. Where did that start? I watched a lot of documentaries for whatever reason, like my junior, senior year of high school. And I grew up in a family that like we ate meat, like normal, everybody else. But then, yeah, like I I remember just like my senior year, like after watching a lot of videos and understanding like the impact that methane that animals produce like has on the environment and how mass production of animals has changed like i actually think like meat's super healthy for your body like obviously sparingly not not every meal but i just decided like because i didn't like the effects like globally that animal consumption was having on the environment that i wanted to do something about it and as silly as that seems like i'm one person but even like you can do like a calculator on google that's like okay how much like uh, how many lives of animals would I saved if I stopped eating meat for like this amount of years? And it like calculates the number for you based off of like average consumption. And it was cool. Like each year I'd do it and I'd be like, wow, like this number is adding up. So, and even like in a small way, I feel like it just did make a difference. I don't know. I guess Bro, I see. I'm a monster. Cause I'm sitting here thinking like, I want to get my number higher. <laughs> like, I want to make my number grow. So Charlie Swartz, he's been kidding. kicked off of the podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> How do you feel about hunted meat? How do you feel about hunted meat? Asked young Kalima. Who, by the way, shout out young Kalima back Dude, in the building. We missed you. For real. Dude, it's been a long time. We, we almost quit. Thing, but yeah, we didn't know what we were we doing We almost anymore. quit the podcast because like production just sucked. <laughs> like every week we're like, this is balls. Dude. So don't, don't leave again. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hunted meat. I don't know. I don't, I've never been hunting. I didn't. I wasn't like raised in a family that did that. I do not like the idea of like just hunting just to hunt, but I do mm-hmm. think when people like use the whole animal and use it to feed their families, I'm like, awesome, power to you. I don't know. I'm I'm I super support everybody doing their own thing. Cool. And I'm the only one in my family that does this. Like yeah. it's just me. But yeah, I'm good on you. I, I, it kind of makes me feel guilty because like with my uh, the family that I married into, it's like yeah, sorry, you have to like plan meals differently for me. But everybody's very supportive of it, so yeah, I'm that's glad cool. for that. And that's the biggest thing, dude. It's like, I don't really care what you do. I support it and yeah. you do your own thing. Yeah. But that's chill. I'm that. with that vibe. <laughs> Just live and let live. Yeah, dude. Wait, Just, you you talked about uh, music. Oh, yeah. You sing. 
I do sing. I don't do it enough. That's yeah. like a, a big thing that I've been thinking about lately is like, I should sing more often. My husband sings too. He's actually like way good at guitar and piano. Cool. And like we've written a couple of songs together. Cool. Like honestly, like an album worth. Like what are we doing? Sweet. I don't know. <laughs> Put that out. He's good at recording stuff too. Like he has a lot of stuff like up on, uh, what's that one? SoundCloud. Oh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Thank you. I was going to say, where can the oh, listeners what? listen? For whatever reason, I was thinking Open Table, like that one app to like yeah. book reservations. Not that. Um, <laughs> yeah, SoundCloud. If you look up Jaron Jolly on SoundCloud, um, you can find his music there. My, I don't really have stuff published. I did like songwriter style. Yeah, guitar mm-hmm. music. Wait, exactly which that. milk box did you go to? Like, did did you perform at? Was that Isaac's joint? Oh, sick. Uh, okay, Midtown Three Hundred and Sixty. Yeah. That's dope. Okay, a loft. That mm-hmm. one was actually pretty cool too. Yeah. You were there. Yeah, I was, was the cool. bouncer at the door. Nice. <laughs> Taking everyone's like invitation, <laughs> and oh. then all the cookies were gone by the time I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Music is something you want to get into more, though. Yeah, and it's it's actually really cool, DJ, because I heard you like I think it was just last week's episode. You were saying like music has meant a great deal to you like throughout your life. I wish I was one of those people. Like I, I actually don't listen to music. Yeah. I listen to podcasts. And when I'm driving, like my husband does though. So I listen to music that he puts on. Like I've listened to Donda this past week, but (laughs) it's never something that like I elect to listen to. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I really appreciate people that like have a big passion for music and like doing like, uh, you know, studies of like specific artists and like listening to artists and stuff like that. But I just like listen to what I'm exposed to. Sure. I'm like the worst at it. It's uh, something that I want to learn more about, like why it affects me so much. And why it doesn't affect others as much. People are wired differently in their oh, yeah. brain and in their mm-hmm. heart. Just uh, how they are receptive, how they aren't. Because it's like Charles and I connected connected on music. Like it was one of the first things we ever connected on. And it was like super hard and fast. And we knew that we could like really fall back on, on yeah. music. But over the years, Charles has become more or less of what you've described. Charles has told me like music is boring to him now interesting in a lot of ways and i've always been interested like in that there's got to be some psychology there do you know it's crazy talk to me i think music is back for me what yeah and it might be because i got a new job and i'm like way less stressed (laughs) i think that has a part because like literally i got the job and all of a sudden i was in the living room and i was just playing mad music and i was like it's been years since i've just played music yeah but uh, I think it's like uh, why it affects different people differently is synesthesia. And I think some people have different degrees of it. So synesthesia is when you hear music, you can see it visually. Mm-hmm. And I've read that people who get goosebumps while listening to music have like a form of synesthesia. So for that's me, that's what music does is like it really I use music to manipulate my mood. Mm-hmm. So if I'm like, I want to feel this, I put on music accordingly. Like, that's how I use music. Yeah. So like, working, I'm like, all right, let's, I need, like, a driving monotonous moving forward. If I want, if I'm stretching at the gym, I throw on calm music. Yeah. But, like, that's how I use music now. But with, uh, like, you two being, like, avid podcast listeners, and even Sean listens to a ton of audiobooks, What what is it that you value most? Like, what do you get most out of that experience? Information? Like, the, like, dialogue? Like, for, for me? Led? It's like, it's way more input and sensory stuff. So it's like music to me kind of is like reaches a level where it's just like a a hum. But when you're taking in data and thinking about thoughts, I feel like my brain is actually working. 
or it's a way for me to escape things I don't want to deal with mentally. And it's the best way to, because even if music, you can be thoughtful and you can ponder. But if I'm listening to an audiobook or a podcast, it's like I'm being forced. Am I making my point? Does it make sense? Yeah. No, yeah. no. Keep going. Yeah. So uh, if I'm listening to music, I might be stuck with my thoughts. But if podcasts and like books kind of occupy that space way better. There's a directive. Yeah. And it's like my brain is being like way more um, stimulated. Stimulated, stimulated yeah. and distracted from like whatever <laughs> I don't want to deal with. You feel similarly. Yes. Similarly in the sense of like the stimulation for me is different. It's maybe like comparable to like, you know, when you're doing something, but then in addition to doing that thing, you like also want to want to be scrolling yes. on your phone. Yeah. For me, it's kind of like that. Ultimate input or like. Yeah, which is yeah, horrible. That like, maybe that's like us escalated to like a degree where like music isn't doing it to like keep like our brains like almost. occupied. <laughs> you know, you start with like one hit and then you like take two rails of Coke uh, and then you're up to like, you know, because <laughs> it's like you need the bigger hit. Uh, I do. I think, I think, and it's like indicative of uh, the social media age where it's like just constant input, scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah. And now all content creators are talking about making like 10 second content because uh, attention spans are so small. You just want so much input. And I think that's kind of a symptom of that where I don't want to just relax and sit. I want like as much as I can at once. I, I want to take that whole that thing. Too. Sorry, yeah. what? Oh, sorry. I said I have a hard time with that too. Like sitting with myself. I'm like, what can I be doing productive right now? Like, yes. I'll throw on a podcast to like do this while doing the dishes or like stuff like that. A hundred percent. Maybe we both need to just meditate more and we'll like music <laughs> <No>. again. <laughs> the, the thing is there, there's nothing like, there's nothing wrong with uh, how anybody perceives. I'll push back on that. I think there is a little bit something wrong. Yeah. I think it is. I think being bored is necessary. I think yeah. sitting alone with your thoughts because like, your subconscious is running. Your conscious is running. It needs to calm down. You can't just like let it run. So I literally, I have my AirPods in 24 hours a day. When I'm falling asleep, a podcast is on. The second I wake up, I throw something on. And so I do think the momentum, you need to like stop. And it's like balance. I don't know. I think about that a lot with children nowadays that are like being stimulated so much with like TV or whatever. I'm like, Children are never going to experience like boredom where mm -hmm. it's like, well, now I'm bored. I have to be innovative with like yeah, using creativity. my imagination, yeah, having creativity, things like that. So I wonder how that will like impact, like if it's already affecting like our generation, the next generation that like is growing up with that, like from They're the dumb. They're screwed. <laughs> They're screwed. <laughs> Your young kids are dumb. No, I'm just kidding. I love listening to, I've started listening to audiobooks more. I've downloaded some of the suggestions you've given me. Uh, I've listened to podcasts for years now, but not on this like with the same intensity that I know you guys have. It's exhausting to me. I love it because <laughs> the thing is, I love it, but like it takes a lot for me because I'm constantly. I I've never been diagnosed. And I'm not trying to like uh, self diagnose self diagnose either, but I I swear I have I don't know if it's ADD or ADHD. Mm -hmm. It's Alzheimer's, like, dude. My mind is going like a million miles per hour in every direction. So every time I'm listening to a podcast, every minute I'm going back 30 seconds to re-listen because I'm already distracted. Oh. So it's like it takes a lot for me to get through an entire episode or book of something. Um, I'm listening to Born a Crime from Trevor Noah right now. And I'm like half an hour in and it took me like an hour and a half to get through it. Oh, wow. And that's how it is with like everything I was doing. Because for me, I feel like 
I owe it to myself and the the uh, the speaker or the artist or the host to digest like everything that they're giving to me. Mm. I have a really hard time playing like a show in the background because I don't know why, but I'm I've convinced myself <laughs> that I can't uh, like it's disrespectful to like uh-huh. just let someone who put like put their whole life into that uh, just be in the background. I don't know why, That's and funny. I don't think. Of myself highly where it's like if you're not paying attention at least i don't that that's my fear yeah to like think like get off your phone while we're watching this movie you know i don't want to like <laughs> but like if it's like a that. first time watching the movie yeah get off your phone while we're watching the movie right now <laughs> um for me it's like that's how the artist intended you to see it so like that's how you should ingest it do you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so if there's a series it's like you obviously start from one pay attention because i'm i want to experience it the way it was intended that's why i i get a little and i do yell i'm like dude get off your phone but i need to not be because it's like who cares yeah. see i yeah. like because the, the what you get out of it is what you'll get out of it, and they, they can get whatever they want and their dog it, shit so. is what I they get out of it we'll have so. like shows on as white noise like dude dj knows i watched x files but over new and shows over again for like i'm talking about like new things okay new shows i have to commit to because i'm planning on watching it but also i'll have music just as white noise like yeah. while i work i have lo-fi going for eight hours a day yeah, yeah. It's like, for me, it's also as white noise to help me concentrate, but also mood-based. So, like, mm-hmm. I'll have the most random crazy moods, and I'll listen to to folk music or Viking chants or <laughs> um, some, like, EDM. It just really depends. So it's not like I'm trying to feel a certain way. It's like, okay, I feel this way. I'm putting this on. Uh, so it's, like, kind of the opposite of what you're talking about. Yeah. I think too. Oh, that's interesting. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, but then for like podcasts too, I try and like pay attention to those. So I don't have podcasts ever on in the background and it has to be like specific ones that I like because I don't, I don't like to like go and search for them. I feel like it takes more work than it's worth because then I'll be like, okay. And then I'll start one and then be like, okay, I actually don't really like this, but I spent 25 minutes trying to find it. And oh my gosh, I just wasted 25 minutes. That's (laughs) That's half of a podcast and everything. And for real. It's a real problem. Yeah. I think, I guess to wrap it up for me, like spoken word, like I almost, and maybe I'm just taking myself too seriously, but I feel like they're in the room with me. So like, I need to listen to them. Mm. So when it comes to music, like even like written music, I get exhausted with. So there's a lot of instrumentals that I'll listen to because rather than like having a conversation with someone, which I love, um, it just allows me to have a space to just be Feel. instead of just like being told what to do or what to listen to or what to think of. I can just like exist. So Sounds like you're very intentional about it though. Yeah. Which is very good. To a fault though. <laughs> Definitely to a fault. Cause yeah. Also I can be like DJs watching the show alone right now. I could be one of those guys and just have nothing on for like hours at a time too. Just be sitting there with my thoughts. Ugh. I do that a lot on accident. Like I'll drive and be like, oh gosh, like it's been 40 minutes and I have just been sitting here the whole yeah. time. You know what's really bad sometimes though? And I don't know if this is a me thing or a guy thing or like I could be, there could be something wrong with me. Sometimes I won't be thinking anything and then be like, Oh shoot! I wasn't thinking about so. What was the last thing I thought about? <laughs> you get on yourself. You about yourself. That's the opposite of my entire life. <laughs> Too many thoughts all the it's time. It's just like I'm with Sean. I'm like just oh. goes away. I'm like, oh shoot! What was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I do that too. So um, what? what uh, oh, did you have something? Oh, yeah. I have one last thought on that. That's Go ahead. Actually, no, no, no. Maybe you'll think this is interesting. I also have a really hard time with music because I'm not like into it very often. 
But if I'm ever in the mood of like, okay, let's listen to music, it's like this whole thing of like, where would I even start? Like, what would I put on? Where would I go to find it? So like, because I don't listen to it often, it's hard for me in that sense of like, getting into it is very unfamiliar. Yeah. That makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Well, it's the same thing goes for like the podcast or like audio books. Yeah. You just don't know where to start. Where if you if you are constantly doing that, you you have suggestions from other artists or other things that'll pop up and you're recommended, stuff like that. Yeah. I think one thing that's helped me is I think just identifying your mood. So for like music. Oh, the perfect example is like uh like the way I collect records, there are a ton of artists and bands that I love and like top albums of all time that I don't own. I don't really care to, maybe eventually, because when I shop, I'm not trying to buy, uh, buy my favorites. It's more so like I shop for what I want to feel. So I think of like my collection, like what color is missing, what feelings missing? Like, do I need more sad records? Do I need more happy records? Do I need more thought-provoking records like that's what i'll shop for because that's what i want my atmosphere to to be when playing what i'm gonna derail it Go ahead, dude. <laughs> speaking of shopping first of all i love that i loved your outlook on that. <laughs> but, but enough not to yeah uh i got a new job so I was able to buy new clothes for the first time in like five years. Oh, therapeutic, wow. dude. Retail all, therapy. All of my clothes have been Sean hand-me-downs for like the five years. Oh. That shirt <laughs> you're wearing right now? Sean shirt. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sean uh, shirt. Dude, yeah. This is like uh, a gift for thanks or Christmas, gift for Christmas. I did buy the underwear. Anyway. <laughs> but I did this. I do the same exact thing when I'm looking at like what I want to buy. I'm like, where are the holes in my... So like color-wise, palette-wise, I'm like, okay, what do I want? I don't have any white shirts. So I bought like two white shirts. I don't have enough black shirts. So I bought like 20. No, I bought like five more black shirts. <laughs> but anyway, it was just so nice. And it just made me think of that when you said colors. Yeah. Sorry. No, you want to you wanna like cover your bases. Dude, all my like. clothes now are plain and big and plain. And I'm just like, yes, I feel nice. good. I feel I love tasty. That. Love that for you. Tasty. Thank you. <laughs> um. So anything that you've read or watched or listened to that's been occupying your thoughts? This is the silliest thing. Um, So Saturday, I watched my niece and nephew uh, all day Saturday. And I was trying to like uh, show them like fun stuff. Like thinking like what stuff have they maybe not been exposed to? Um, Showed them a clip of Lion King. And you know that part when they eat bugs? Yeah. Yeah. Like they probably do that a couple different times. I was sitting there and I was like, those bugs look good. Like, for whatever reason in the animation, yeah. they looked good. So then I was talking to my husband. I was like, what type of like fictional food do you wish you could eat? Oh. So then I wanted to ask you guys that. Dude, old Disney movies or cartoons, whenever they drink like liquor yeah. and beer, just looks I was like always like, that looks so scrum. And the, they were like, ah. And I was yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that is, that. I'm trying to have that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you ever seen the movie Hook? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude! When they have the feast, the imagination feast, like everything in there, I was like, oh, yes, and there's just nothing looks so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, anything else? Joe, All the I think food, of, like, I'm like Harry Potter food is what uh, I think yes. of, like those treacle tarts. <laughs> 
get some pumpkin some, pasties. Oh, the pumpkin pasties. We'll take the log. We'll take the log. One of our favorite creators for years has tried to bring that. Uh, oh, binging IRL. Have you ever watched binging with? I'm Dabish? the biggest fan. We have his cookbook. Yeah. Really? Okay, yeah. we're not, oh, we're not the biggest fans. We don't have his cookbook. <laughs> I'll share it with uh, you. Um, oh, <laughs> um, yeah, if you haven't watched him, you he's probably live under a rock, and that's fine. But he's a, he's a good one, and that's fine. He's made a whole career off of <laughs> that's this. That's so condescending. That's fine, dude. You live under and that's that okay. Rock. Yeah. You can do you. <laughs> you piece of shit. No, I always think of like, are you guys Studio Ghibli fans? I was going to say, like anime, nerd, yeah. all the foods and yep. anime, especially Studio Ghibli, Absolutely. always look so good. He, it's, like a, it's like a thing. That, like, <laughs> yeah. The They're, like food. anime is famous for having food that yeah. looks good. And like they show it like preparing them, like chopping yeah. it. And like the whole process is like yeah. so beautiful. Howl's Moving Castle. Yes, I was going to say, Howl's <laughs> the first breakfast that he makes yeah. in Howl's Moving Castle. Like when you initially asked that question, though, my first thought, first thought was Spy Kids. Where they like have the food popped the in microwave. the microwave. Oh my just, gosh, the microwave meal. You're that's right. That's what I want. One. That's what I want. <laughs> Fictional invention. I remember being like a kid and being like, that is the goal. Like <laughs> whatever that like, is. Whenever I have that, I've made it. <laughs> yeah. Elon needs to get off his ass, bro. Yeah, what does he make a flamethrowers and go into space? Spike like, microwave. Yeah, yeah. I think well, they make a happy meal, don't they? I think so, kids? yeah. Yeah. Like a Big Mac is. or something yeah. like that to get out of the I was all I remember was like, it's not onions, so I'm in. <laughs> That's <funny. Broke. laughs> Have y'all ever seen question. anyone uh, famous <laughs> <laughs> in um, real life? IRL celebrity. So not just ghost encounters, but celebrity encounters. Ooh, have you guys Sometimes seen anyone famous? Same. I feel like in Hawaii you'd run into it's a small ass <laughs> island. I almost, almost performed for. Uh, so in Hawaii, there's. Did you go? <laughs> Perform for Beyonce? Beyonce? And Jay-Z? We got, we got. So Kalima and I, <laughs> this is me being vulnerable again. We were masturbated to Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Each other. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Sorry. We were, Kalima and I <laughs> were in the Glee Club. <laughs> I've too. never I shared this. I've I never shared too. this with you guys. I don't know why this is what I think of. What I think of Glee. <laughs> you did it in high school too. Yes, I did. I was in the Glee club. You loved it. We performed at UVU. Oh, big lights! Wait yeah, for big us, lights. Uh, like uninitiated. What is Glee club? I can't really tell you because our Glee club, I promise you, sure. is not like all sure. the other. Glee club. Okay, let me tell you what our actual Glee, Glee club was. The title was Concert Glee. Concert Glee Club, but our Concert Glee Club being That's a mouthful. Uh, I keep yeah. hearing Glee Club. Yeah, being the school where you had to prove you were Hawaiian to attend. Oh yeah, yeah. We would travel all over Hawaii uh, to different sites, learning about the locations, learning about different public figures, and learn like traditional Hawaiian songs. They so just like take like a walk because <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's an island, Charles. Yeah, it's, it's small. <laughs> Um, but it was like very like culture based. So yeah. You didn't think the Glee Club in Utah was culture based either? <laughs> no, dude. They had the pioneers <laughs> and the- Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Tell we, me tell me otherwise. Oh my gosh. As we walked and walked and walked. Are we saying primary songs? No, we sang Beyonce's sister, uh what's her name? The one who Solange. beat up Solange. We sang a Solange song and like practiced it for like three months and then just went and performed it for like two minutes at 
some UVU things. Yeah. Sick. Nice. Yeah. Did you know that uh, Solange beat up Jay-Z in an elevator? I Did she forgot really? about that. Yeah. There's like Look footage, isn't there? That. Oh, yeah. She whipped Why? the shit out of What was know. he wearing? He cheated on her. <laughs> oh, wait. Was that real? I, th- I mean, Solange the beat him up over it. Okay. In an elevator. Could also be a publicity stuff. That's true. I don't know. Commitment schools. The Hawaiian school I went to, or we went to, was like the gold standard for anything Hawaiian. So you want to make a movie, you want to do anything or to learn about like Hawaii, you come to our school. So Lilo and Stitch, like they came to our school. The <laughs> oh, roller coaster ride, that was like a choir from our school. You're kidding. The voice for Moana, Kamehameha. Beyonce and Jay-Z came in vacation in Hawaii and they wanted like a private luau with like traditional, like real Hawaiian music. So they selected a few people from our choir or from our concert glee Oof. club to perform for them. So you weren't part of it because I wasn't. <laughs> we're good enough. We weren't Hawaiian enough. Did they just be live like, in Utah? Not you, not you. Beyonce will have you. There's uh, the one that they chose. It was the right choice. <laughs> he plays like thirty instruments. I watched the dude pick up a trumpet for the first time, and he was like, "Teach me." He was talking to the kid who owned the just trumpet. Louis Armstrong. Like, teach, <laughs> teach me like what's what, how to hold it, like what, yeah, what's what on this trumpet. Ten minutes later, he was like fiddling with it, and he was like perfect at it people like that are so yeah. annoying like, super, super nice annoying. too so it's like well, you can't have like all the good things like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but do you think mad people got kicked out of kamehameha after like ancestry got big uh that's a good question if i were like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> take the test yeah you're kicked out no yeah, so to answer your question celebrities no yeah i saw jared leto in park city oh cool that was during sundance film festival that's a fun one for celebrity seeing. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I've met one. Okay. I've met one. It was uh, from the YBN gang. Ooh. Corday and Namir, they're rappers. And it was after their set, they walked out where I was standing. And YBN Namir, who has like millions and millions and millions of streams on Spotify and everywhere. I like stuck out my hand to like shake his hand. And I said, yo, good set. And he, like, stuck out his fist to fist bump me. Awkward. I was like, come on, bro. <laughs> so it was like I had, like, the back and forth like, <laughs> handshake fist bump with YBN Namir. Nice. And then Corday oh, came nice. right after, and I stuck my hand out, and he he got it right. That's oh. why he's more successful. <laughs> Didn't you see a guy in an airport that you recognized? Wasn't it Kimbo? <laughs> you talked about This is a real, real listener. Uh, yeah, it was, like, the bad guy in, like, Con Air. <laughs> Do you remember Con Air? Yeah, yeah dude. Nick With, Cage, uh, long Nick hair. Cage, yeah, they're like prisoners on an airplane and they break out. Con hair. Yeah. Con hair. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't even know who it was. And my dad made me run up to him. <laughs> That's the dude from Con Air. Go talk to him. I and think he we- brought out, he brought out like, he's like, your dad's right. <laughs> what a dickhead, dude. He pulled out like a... Like a stack of pictures of himself. Oh, no that one And like signed it with a Sharpie. Sick. Like gave it to me. He dude. just carries them around with yeah. him. Yeah. I think we actually did talk about famous people we've seen before. Because I talked about it on pod, but I saw DJ Mustard at Applebee's. You're dumb, dude. In Orem. Applebee's in Orem. Dude, DJ Mustard DJ was Mustard not. was just chilling at the not. bar and he was <laughs> I swear on everything and he was just ordering apps after apps and stuff. And I was like, that's you can afford that's that many DJ apps. It's definitely <laughs> DJ <laughs> Mustard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay, I actually have a really fun uh celebrity Please encounter. Tell us. This We're is a too much. vulnerability moment for me. Okay. 
I'll just start off by saying I bullied Demi Lovato. Whoa. That's why she's the don't way she, she is. kind of yeah. gotta be bullied, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh, guys. Isn't she a shitty person? <laughs> I don't no, know. Toxic. I have no this idea. bad. <laughs> okay, so here's the story. So I was in Disneyland. Well, technically California Adventures. I think I was like. We have some listeners who listeners who really old. care enough yeah. for the distinguished. So I do. I'm Shout out Disney. Emily. I'm not a Disney adult, but I am a Disney fan. So <laughs> been there a lot. Love it. Um, okay, so I think I was like 14 years old, which at the time she was like biggest person in the world, right? Like that was yeah, Camp, yeah. Rock, Camp Rock, Jonas Brothers, yeah, yeah. Miley Cyrus. So we're walking, and my sister actually worked at Disneyland, so we kind of know like the behind the scenes. I don't know what to call that. Like cheat codes, dude. Yeah, cheat stuff codes, like that. Yeah. So we knew that if you ever see, they call them cast members, employees. If you ever see a cast member in plaid, they call them plaids. They are like the private tour guides for people that either hire them or if it's a big celebrity, Disney will like allocate them a plaid because they want to have like security sort of a thing Mm -hmm. for them. So pretty much they just like escort them like through the back of the lines, stuff like that. So anyways, we're like walking and we see a plaid. It's like all of us, our eyes are like immediately drawn and we see Demi Lovato, and I, like, nudge my little sister, who's, like, 12, like, the biggest fan. And I'm like, Gabby, it's Demi Lovato. And we had this inside joke at the time. Don't ask me why we're 14 and 12. I apologize for this behavior, but we called – she has, like, a cleft chin, and because we were jealous of her, we were mean. <laughs> and we called her butt chin. Oh, God. <laughs> so we're walking by Demi Lovato. <laughs> this far from her like sean and i and i say hey butchin just like that (laughs) poor girl goes turns and looks at me and i'm like she's a real person like i it dawned on you then that was out loud i got teary-eyed i was so mortified and my mom was like why did you (laughs) i was like oh my gosh like i couldn't like run up and apologize like she's long gone and then it came out like anything she didn't say anything she just i remember locking eyes with her and her being like like are you serious and like fourteen year old me was like, I just remember like looking at her like, oh, like starstruck, but also like you're a person. I can't believe I just said that. I think I just <laughs> thought like she wasn't real, yeah. and that I was just like making a joke with my sister who was a fan, and and I was a fan, but I don't think I wanted to like, admit it because I was like trying to be cool. <laughs> but yeah, and then it came out like years later that she admitted like she had a really hard time like growing up because she was bullied a lot in her younger years. <laughs> oh, and I remember thinking like, I contributed yeah. to that. Like, Dude, it was you. That haunts me to this day. That was the Demi, tipping point. Demi, if you're listening, <laughs> so sorry. She's definitely listening. <laughs> um, Damn, okay. I've never punked a celebrity. So mean, right? That's my new goal. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's like impressive more than anything else. <laughs> I've thought about like reality checking celebrities, but they probably get everything Yeah, you know, yeah. in the gamut. But and it's not up to us. Asking them to take a picture of me and like my Bro, family. if you get like Can a, we get a picture? Like a oh, yeah. no, 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 celebrity, do that to them. Because they like they're not used to everything yet. They're still like a couple levels down. Yeah. Guys, they're humans. Just be nice. <laughs> Have you seen that video of Leonardo DiCaprio running up to Jonah Hill? Yes, yeah, I think. Yeah. so yeah. good. Pretty funny. Pretending to be paparazzi. Yeah, pretending to be like a fan. It's yeah. uh, sweet to see even like triple A list celebrities like gigging over seeing other celebrities for the first time. There's like compilations like Chance seeing Beyonce for the first time. Mm. It's like freaking out. It's fun because they're all yeah they're all. Human. It reminds you they're human. Yeah. That's like the new brand, though, is to like be human. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So even mm-hmm. ultra uber celebrities now like want to appear human, yeah. even though they probably like bathe in <laughs> baby blood. What's up? Do you think it's possible for like corporations, big corporations, to 
be human. No. And Wendy's. No. <laughs> Why oh, Wendy's? Dude, <laughs> Wendy's Twitter. has Wendy's the Twitter best is. like social media. God, damn. It's AI, bro. You've I don't know. My question. I know that a lot of people have opinions about like when com- big companies take like a political stance, like one way or another. People are like, "Why'd you do that?" Now I don't like your brand. Mm. But I'm almost like, I like it when they do that, especially if it's like big political issues. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting question. I think the problem is maybe not problem, but people dig into it and either make their own assumptions or find. Uh, validating evidence that, you know, there's, like, ulterior motives. I don't know. I don't know where we're taking this. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I have one more fun celebrity encounter. Oh. <laughs> I only brought this question because I have good ones for it. But um, my very first kiss was with a pop star. Whoa. Who was it? Do What's you guys- her name? <laughs> the good 1975. Have you yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maddie Healy, the oh. lead singer. So I was, like, on study abroad with BYU in England, and... Um, I was the biggest fan. Like I found, <laughs> I found them through Tumblr before anybody else did. Oh. So I also felt like a lot of pride about that. Like Dude, that's a hipster that's one. statement. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's him. So um, we met them at outside of BBC Radio, just like in London. Cool. They were doing like this riding bikes for charity, like stationary <laughs> bikes. Wow. And I saw on Twitter like that they were doing that, and we were like minutes away. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" With my sister who's with me at the time, like we have to go over to Don't ABC Radio. Him. <laughs> I'm gonna go see him. He's my biggest crush, right? So we like went over, and I'm just like in a crowd of girls. But um, I noticed he's on the stationary bike, and he has long hair, so his hair kept getting in his way. And I was like, "I have a hair tie," so I was like holding it up, and That's I was like, "Do end. you want this?" And he was like, "Bring it over." So like his security guard let me like bring it over to him, and he was like, "Thanks." And then um, I chatted with him, like, for a minute after he was done. And he was like, oh, you're American. We are like, oh, yeah, we're just here studying, like, for school. Are they from the UK? Yeah, they're actually from Manchester. And I have – my best friend is from Manchester. And her brother, like, grew up with him. So that was, like, kind of, like, a weird thing. But anyways – But you had to meet him through this way? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, then they had a concert there, like, two nights later. So he went to the concert and – I, like, was trying to figure out a way that we could, like, meet them, even though we already had whatever. Um, but as we're leaving, we're, like, about to, like, walk back to our flat. And my sister, like, stopped me. She's like, they smoke. And I was like, what do you mean they smoke? And she's like, they have to go take a smoke break after, which means, like, we could get into, like, the basement because we know that they're going to be taking a smoke break. And I was like, that's brilliant. We have a way in. <laughs> um, so this is at Royal Albert Hall, which is, like, a really Ooh. prestigious. Yeah. Place. Legendary venue. And um, it was just down the block from where we stayed. So, like, we went on walks there and we knew, like, where the downstairs, like, entrance was. Yeah. So, we walked over there, which is, like, nobody was over there. Like, all the fans are gathered at, like, other doors to see if they'd, like, walk out those other doors. So, like, we go down. This is, like, where the semi-trucks drive in to, like, drop off, like, mm-hmm. the equipment. We go down, like, this ramp. There's these massive, like, metal um, kind of, like, fencing, like, gates that close. And we're, we're walking down and I can hear their voices. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we did it. Like, we're here. We're the only ones here. <laughs> and they're, like, blocked by, like, um, you can't see through them. There's, like, some material, like, blocking you from being able to see inside. So we just start saying, like, hey, are you in there? <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> um, but anyways, he's, like, moved the plastic sides, the things to the side. And he's like, you're the American girls. And we were like, oh, he remembers us. So then we started talking. And I was like, well, I'm a really big fan. And I'm 20 years old and I've never kissed a boy. And I was wondering, and he's like, come here, love. 
And he just kissed come me. Come here, love. Come here, love. So come he, get it in he, it. He kissed <laughs> <laughs> me through like over this here. fence. Like, I don't know, a fence. Like, That's romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. And honestly, I was like, maybe this could go somewhere. <laughs> I was like, it was like the most adrenaline I've ever felt in my life. I just turned around and like ran all the way home. Like oh, I didn't even say goodbye. To, to the States? Yeah. <laughs> to the United States. Across the Across ocean. The pond. Uh, was that a lie? Had you kissed someone? No, it was, it okay. was true. I thought you were going like the extra mile. I'm like, haha. No, I hadn't. <laughs> That's awesome. He's the one that got, got. my very first kiss. Dude, I have a boring ass life. I know. I like my, my two cool stories. So. Thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> uh, I saw week. Bam Margera's uncle in the airport. <laughs> How did you His know? name is Don Vito because he's like the grossest. Can you pull up a picture of Don Vito? <laughs> is he on the show? So you recognized him? Yeah. Um, he's like most famous for they pulled his uh, toenail off oh. and it was the most revolting thing I've ever seen. In my life. Oh. So I'm like in the in the airport. Yeah, there's Don Vito. <laughs> I'm in the airport oh. and all of a sudden Don Vito on a oh, RIP, by the way, he passed away. So don't say anything too rude. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the airport and he just whips by on one of those like uh, a scooter things. And I was How like, old were you? Like 16. Okay. And I just looked past and I was like, that was, that was Don Vito. And that was it. <laughs> Did he have a toenail? Had it grown back? It was just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. flapping in the wind. <laughs> yeah. Like a just married can or something. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I also saw Burt Kreischer in, a, in LAX. Sick. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he was. This was recently. Wasted. You guys also saw Carmack. I was gonna say, and we also saw DJ Carmack, Mr. Carmack, which is like one of our favorite. Yeah, producers. Dude, I think he was with Nudes, who is a female DJ, but we did not know her at the time. So we were like, can you get out of the way so we can take a photo? <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, sorry, Nudes. I actually wasn't even there when you saw Carmack. Oh. I was like outside, and he was gone by the time I got back. Sorry, I've bro. legitimately never seen any celebrities. Oh, it sucked. And Sean knows all the celebrities. Like, knows of them. Yeah, knows of them. Let's make that clear. None of them know him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. 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 That's what I thought you were talking about. Rapper. That's who you saw recently. I see everyone in, in airports. Yeah, I saw Spot him, Got him, Florida rapper in an airport, and he just got arrested. So, oh, shoot. For, like, weapons, he ratted weapons, himself out? Weapons charges, I think <laughs> so. Actually, I think so. I think one of his lyrics, they were like, they chased it down. They're like, all right, you, you got to go to jail. They chased down the weapons charge and not the murder? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Yeah, they, they don't care down there. Yeah, that's Florida. That's wild <laughs> That's him. He's oh like four foot gosh. two. That's so crazy. Cynthia doll ass. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia from Rugrats? Yeah. No disrespect. Right? Well, that's funny. Anyway, fun times. Celebrity sightings. People go to uh, Sundance just to try to like go spotting for celebrities because they're everywhere there. All the celebrities. If you're a celebrity, you've come to Park City for Sundance. Yeah. At one point in your career. True. I've never gone though. Me neither. Really? Me neither. I go every year. Yeah, I've never it's been. So fun. I, I've always wanted to go and watch like the movies there. Yeah, I've I've seen movies. What have you seen? <sighs> favorites, highlights. Cannot remember the names of them. No, they're, like so. They're, <laughs> no like, they never like come to like the other theaters. Yeah, but they're always really fun. Huh. Dude, you'll have to tell us how to do it. Yeah, so we can go. I'll let you know. My husband does it all. He's really good at that. Cool. cool. He like gets on like the second they're available and gets them all for us, but. They have good Sick. swag too, like free stuff that you can take. Oh, what the cool. f? Sick water bottles, stuff Sick. like that. Dope. <laughs> well, shall we start? Spooky time. Do you want to roll just to see what number you'd get? Sure. I want to see the dice. If you <laughs> get below a five, pick your favorite one too. 
If you get below a five, you you have to eat the pepperoni. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to eat processed meat. <laughs> oh, pepperoni, my biggest fear. Okay, if you get below a five, you can never listen to a bonus story again. Oh, oh gosh, this one's heavy. Do I just do one of these? Yeah, yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, we want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 a.m. 24 hours ago, I found out the person that I'd been dating and seeing for the last six months as a con man. That is my sister, Emma. Andrew Tonks' lies had been so convincing, she'd invested $300,000 with him. However, the tables were about to turn on Andrew. What he didn't know was that Emma had discovered his real identity. But to get any chance of justice, Emma had to act like it was business as usual. Coming up in this series, and that's when murder, all this stuff goes through my mind. I'm really, really scared. I'm assuming Sarah has watched too much Netflix and figures I've been defrauding you. Couldn't be further from the truth. That's what this was, a real life story that seems so unbelievable, but it was actually true. A true story that all starts with one simple swipe to the right. I'm Sarah Ferris. And I'm Emma Ferris. And this is my story, Conning the Con. Oops. Uh, nine. Okay, oh, you, you keep giving us two bucks for money. You like steal it from that pizza, and you can stay vegetarian. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about like Napoleon Bonaparte's penis. Oh, uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> no. Rasputin's no, just Rasputin's Rasputin's about penis, dude. <laughs> um, Rasputin. Doesn't somebody in like Wisconsin have it? Somebody yeah. in Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, okay. She yeah. doesn't let anybody like see it. Yeah, it's like in her basement or something. Uh, Apparently, you it's did hard talk to about see, this because so I learned about that. this on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> it's small. <laughs> Gosh damn it! Someone <laughs> <laughs> just said he's going to destroy my Google search history. It autofills to whatever he's about to type. <laughs> like, like what? previous search. Yeah. yeah. You're going to do all that it? and not show us? Well, it's a peen. No, please don't put the peen okay, up. Fine. Is it real? Yeah, I mean, they didn't have cameras back when he was alive, so there's no way. But they like chopped it's it preserved off. in like a jar or something. Oh, I don't know. Disgusting. Like from Oh, shit. Okay. In San Francisco, uh, we were at a store. What about penises made you think of San Francisco? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, we went to a store that had like, not cadavers sale but like for sale like body parts i want a skull for sale a st- they had like just get human, some human shoes or something yeah it was this cool street 
super gentrified, you know? <laughs> All the dope shops and cool lo- locally owned, independently owned restaurants and whatnot. And this shop, I took a bunch of pictures. Where is it? Have any of you done? They had this jar of human molars you can buy for like 20 bucks each. Molar? That's good. We should give those to our guests. I don't want one. Uh, we could offer How you them. expecting to like have <laughs> Here, human body like parts and not get haunted by whoever that was? Like That's actual skulls and like femur bones. How much is a skull? There were some expensive. I want ones. one I, so I bad. You could go to the catacombs in France and just take one. Yeah, just take it. Have you guys ever like, done that? You can just take one from the catacombs? Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, probably not allowed there's to. There's no cameras. You probably could. Yeah. We don't condone it. We don't condone it. You would for sure get haunted the rest of your life. Oh, shit. Uh, I, I did that last year right before COVID hit. We well, went to Paris. And I took, no, I'm just kidding. I just went to the catacombs. Oh, okay. It's not as spooky as you'd think it'd be. I don't really? think so because it's so like uh Well, there's different parts. Now. Yeah. No, there's there's different parts of the catacombs. Yeah. But they block it off. Yeah. Like, but yeah, you gotta, you like, talked about this there. on the podcast. It was the one Getting where they had the secret yeah. room or mm-hmm. whatever. The secret room with like they set up like a TV or something. That's so dope. Like a bar. And then the next day it was yeah. all gone. It's eerie because there will be like parts where it's like, no joke, like 30 feet. Of just bones, and it's like stacked like seven feet tall. Whoa. Why did they do like, that? They're all most likely like they're not certain, but from the plague, like mass graves mm. from the plague. Corona what plague? 1720. What plague? The black plague. Black yeah. plague from yeah. that long ago. The yeah. boobonic. The boobonic plague. <laughs> <laughs> did you have stories? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Just a catacomb snatch game. Scare us. <laughs> all right, story Dude. time. The floor is yours. Here we go. So I should preface this by saying a stupid a stupid starter offer, but I am one of four girls in my family, and we have like a weird thing with like supernatural. I feel like it's mostly my mom. Like she, her whole life has been like, has seen things, had heard things. She actually claims that she astral projected as a kid at a funeral like she was like not a great place to do it in she was sitting in her chair and she remembers like turning around but still like knowing that her body was like in one spot and remembers turning around in the back of the room she like saw the passed away family member so like from a very young age she's like she always wins things like she's super lucky sometimes she'll like turn on the radio and in her head like you know how you'll have like a song stuck in your head the song and like the exact line will be like in her head and then when she turns on the radio it's like the exact same spot like in, a, in that song and in that line that happens to her like not super frequently but she's like a little bit like weird in that sense clairvoyant how does yeah. she feel about it she, so i've actually asked my mom like throughout my life like tell me your scary stories like do you have anything and maybe she's being dramatic but whenever i ask her that question it's been a while since i've asked her she says that she doesn't tell them <gasps> So now naturally we <laughs> so want to naturally know more. So naturally I'm like, either you're being dramatic and it's like, well, one time I felt something. Or it's like, I was possessed by a demon. I don't know. could go either way. I met Beelzebub. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, have you always been into paranormal? Have you always had an attraction? Can you tell us about that? Yeah. I remember I watched The Ring when I was like 10 years old. Like I loved scary movies and that one actually freaked me up for a long time. But um, I just I have, watched that for the first time. It's scary. I actually haven't seen it since because it it was like the first one. I feel like it's really scary still. But um, I've always been like really uh, like I I think it's very entertaining, like whether it's like ghost stories or just like hearing about people's experiences. 
I wonder if that isn't uh, like kind of in part because I've had experiences. So I'm like very curious about other people's experiences. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm LDS and we believe in like good spirits and like that good and heaven are out there. So I think like you have to be aware of like the opposite if you believe that and if that's a part of your belief system. So I think from a young age, like you're taught in the LDS church about like you have a spirit and like after you die, that spirit continues. So I think from a young age, like I accepted that as a part of my belief system and was curious about that type of a thing, just like our spirits as a whole and like what our spirits do after death, if that makes sense. But yeah, and like I grew up hearing like my mom would tell us stories about like good spiritual things that had happened to her in her life of like um, experiences with like passed on family members, whether that was like um, her or like her siblings or stuff like that, which like her family's having stories like that. So I feel like hearing stories of like supernatural experiences have like always been a part of my life. But then um, in high school, I nannied at a house that was like way haunted. <laughs> and once I was like exposed to that, I think that was like can of worms for me of like, well, like if I've had these weird things happen to me, like what other things have happened to people? And that's like when like scary pasta, was that what it's called on YouTube? Creepy, Creepy, pasta. Creepy pasta. I don't know. Those are like, you can go down those rabbit holes forever. But um, yeah. And then obviously I found your guys' podcast and I listen to it every week. I love hearing experiences <laughs> that everybody has and just like collecting like whether it's supernatural or like stuff about like cryptids or stuff like that. I just love that stuff altogether. So cool. I'm actually not <laughs> going to tell stories today about the haunted house I nannied in, but I have some other really good stories. Um, so the first one I'll tell, this is um, this whole story we sum up and my sisters and I affectionately refer to these stories as ghost sister, ghost sister stories. So I'm one of four girls and my mom had a miscarriage before my oldest sister and then between my sister just older than me and me. She had like two miscarriages. So that's kind of like a little preface here. But um, so this all kind of starts with Snapchat, interestingly enough. So years Which ago. Is, icon is a ghost. That's true. I didn't oh think about that. Oh my gosh. Um, so in 2013, my sister was playing around with Snapchat. She was on a lunch break. She was in our basement um, at my house in Orm that I grew up in. And she was trying to, back in the day, if like you sent enough pictures and interacted with a certain person enough, they would be qualified as like one of your top three, which were your best friends. So she was sending pictures to her best friend in real life to make her like her best friend on Snapchat. So just like photos, right? So, okay. So she was in our basement. She's sitting there in the dark in the middle of the day, but like there's blinds up. So it's kind of dark. And she takes this picture with a flash and it looks like there's a little girl in this chair. And she writes, oh, my hell, as, like, the caption of it, and then sends it to me, this best friend, Madison, who's a, a part of another scary story that I'm going to tell, and then my little sister. So my little sister opens it up, but, and, and this sister had, didn't even explain it to me. Like, she, it happened. She was like, oh, that was kind of weird. That was kind of scary, but, like, nothing was in the chair. So she just, like, sent it to us, and then that was it. Like, she didn't, like, she wasn't freaked out or anything. She just saw, like, oh, weird capture of light. Like, just silly. So our friend Madison opens this up and just thinks it was like a blurry picture of like one of us in the chair. Doesn't think anything of it. My little sister opens this up and is like, what is this? Like, I can't really tell what it is and doesn't think anything of it. And then I open it up and I screenshot it with one second left or else it's like gone forever, right? It's snapped up. 
So later on, like my sister, my mom, and I, we all worked together at like a, an office. So we were like at a lunch for work, like two days after that. And I was like, oh, hey, like what was that picture? You screenshot it because you're the only one who like. Exactly. That was like, it, it was, was something. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. And I, and I kind of forgot about it too. Like that's weird, but like I'll have to talk to her about it. So then we're at lunch and I bring it up. I was like, what the heck was that photo that you sent me? Like, what's the story there? And she's like, isn't that weird? Like, there was nothing on the chair, but it looks like there's like, I mean, I sent it to you guys. You guys can pull it up in a second. But it looks like there's a little girl in the chair. And there was no pillow there. Oh, that's totally a little girl. It's a little girl, right? And we all have brown hair. This dog, my little dog, Dooney. Bless his sweet soul. Uh, where's the dog? Can you see him? It's black and white, like okay. right at the bottom of the camera. It's really whited out in the photo. But he is like, he was like a little guard dog. So the fact that he's sleeping and not barking at anything, first of all, that's weird. Uh, Second of all, um, if you zoom in, I don't know if you can or not, Klima, but there's nothing on the chair, but it looks like a white dress starting at the top. And then also like it looks like it goes like a dress that goes down almost to the floor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have pictures on that chair when I was like five years old, and it's like about the same height. Like where I hit in the chair is like me and pictures of the, in the chair as a five-year-old. But it, the, it this like apparition or whatever the heck you want to call it, there was no pillow on the chair or anything. So it's like, what is that white? And like, why does it look like dark hair? Anyways. Oh. So... I pull it up and at lunch I'm talking about this and we're like, oh my gosh, like, did you just get a ghost on Snapchat? Like kind of joking about it. And my mom was there with us and she's <gasps> like, what is this? Like, what are you talking about? Is it scary? I don't want to hear it. And we're like, well, no, it's like, it looks like a little girl in the chair. And she's like, you're kidding. We're like, no, like, look at it. And she's kind of dramatic, but she takes one look at it and like starts crying. <gasps> and she's like, I just got this feeling of like, she's mine. And we were like, okay, a little bit dramatic, but also like. Did we just capture, like, the spirit of, like, one of those, you know what I mean? Like, there were two babies that were not a part of our family that had, like, passed on, and my mom felt that very strongly. And, again, she has, like, that weird spiritual tie a little bit. So, interesting. So, this is part number one of Ghost Sister Story. So, then, um, that was 2013. So, nothing happens. Apart from, like, you know, like, I don't know if you guys ever had this feeling, but, like, my whole family, whenever we'd be together, it would almost still feel like we weren't whole in a way. Mm. Like always, someone's missing. We Who's always wondered here? if it was, like, that was why. I don't know. A little side note. But anyways, okay, so that was 2013. Years went by without anything happening. And then, um, okay, I lied. Sorry. 2000, was- flash forward to, like, fast forward to, like, 2015. My little sister Gabs was in high school and we were all like older and had jobs. And although we were living at home during the day when she came home from high school, she'd be home for a couple hours by herself while we like were all working until like five. Right. So, so I talked to her today. She confirmed (laughs) these experiences, but um, there was one time when she came home from school, walked in the door and said, hello, to just like see if anybody was home. And from upstairs, she, she heard, hello. We all kind of sound the same. Like, we're all sisters, obviously. We all kind of have similar timbre of voices. And she didn't think anything of it, but then, like, was like, oh, it's Jacqueline or Camille, like, my two, me, or my sister just older than me. And um, after, like, 
continuing like to like go about her business. She was like, oh wait, like where did they go? Like, are they upstairs? She went upstairs and she's like, what the heck? Like, there's nobody here. So she called our office where we were working. My mom was a receptionist. She answered and she's like, hi. And she's like, are Jacqueline or Camille home? She's like, no, they're here. They're working. And Gabby was like, okay, well, that's really weird because I just heard somebody say hello to me when I walked in the door. So she was like a little bit freaked out, but didn't really think much of it. So this happened again. Same thing. She came home from school probably like a couple months after that while she was like a senior. And same thing. She walked in, said like, hello. And she heard Gab's or no, I'm sorry, Gabby, which is a nickname for her. So not sure. Her name is Gabrielle. And she heard Gabby. And like, again, like one of our voices, she did the same thing. She called my mom. She's like, is anybody home? She did like a check, looked outside to see if there were cars there. And I was like, nope, like they're here, they're working. And she was like, okay, that's kind of creepy. But then just decided like, I'm not going to let it get to me. Like it's my house. And if it is anything, we had this context of being like, maybe it's just ghost sister or whatever, you know? So then now fast forward to. You guys have never felt like. At least up until this point with part two of Ghost Sister. Yeah. Never felt anything. Like danger, fear, threatening. Unsettling, nope. threatening, yeah. Never felt anything. And that's, okay. I asked Gabrielle that today. I said, like, did you ever feel like that was like a weird feeling? She's like, no, it never felt bad. It was just there. Yeah. Like it didn't feel good. It didn't feel bad. It yeah. was just like. It is abnormal. Yeah. Like, okay. So then um, we moved out of that house in 2016 and rented it out and then moved to a condo in Provo. And. These next two stories kind of happen simultaneously. And um, one story is my older sister, Jacqueline, lived there with her husband when they were newlyweds in that house in Orem that I grew up in. And one time when she was just on the main floor, she heard, hello, in one of our voices and thought it was Gabrielle coming through the door because she was, like, planning on coming over. And... Then, like, a minute after, she was like, where are you? Like, where did you go? Like, thinking she, like, went somewhere else in the house and then checked and, like, her car wasn't there. So she called her and she's like, are you here? And Gabrielle was like, no, like, I'm on my way. She's like, I just heard your voice. So that happened. And then this one's the weirdest one because I experienced it. But um, so in the house that we'd moved to in Provo, my – it was just me, my little sister Gabrielle, and my parents that lived there at the time. And they went on a trip one week. And Gabrielle and I had been out with friends. It was like a week and like a Friday or Saturday night. We went out with friends and we came home and it was like one in the morning. And at this point, I had nannied at that scary house. Like I had experiences with like paranormal stuff. So when this happened, I kind of reacted like quickly with like, okay, like what the heck is going on? And we knew like we had these other experiences. So she, her bedroom was upstairs. My bedroom was in the basement. And we walk in on the main floor. And we're like, all right, that was fun. Good night. See you in the morning. We're in this big condo, like, by ourselves. It's it's a big, it's like a house pretty much. And um, she stays on the main floor to do some laundry in the laundry room, like, right off of this hallway. And I go down to the basement and was getting ready for bed in my bathroom. And the bathroom is, like, directly below the laundry room. And after probably, like, 30 seconds, I hear from upstairs, because I can hear her, like, clamoring about with, like, doing the laundry. I hear in my voice, Gabby. Just like that. And it, like, took me so off guard that I, like, paused. And I was like, what the heck? We're the only ones here. So that fast, I was calling her. And she answered. And she said, get up here. So I, like, book it up the stairs as fast as I can. 
And when I get up there, she's like frozen in the middle of the hallway, just like outside of the door from the laundry room. And she's just like staring like so like wide eyed at me. I said, was that you? She said, no, was it you? And I said, no. So like we were both just like staring at each other and like we both repeated what we experienced. She's like, I just heard my name from you calling from mom and dad's room. And I was like, I could hear it from downstairs. I heard my voice calling your name from the basement, like from upstairs. So we just like kind of took a second and I was like, okay, so let's go check that like our two sisters are not here. Like this could be a prank. So we like walked around and we were alone, but we heard it coming from my parents' room. So we went inside and I just said like, hi, whoever you are, like you're not scaring us, but we don't really want like this interaction. Like I can't remember how I addressed it, but I just kind of like said like, if you're here to just watch over us, like, while our parents are out of town, we appreciate that. But we'd prefer, like, not to have interactions. And nothing has happened since. Oh, okay. Isn't that crazy? So were you scared at the time? My heart was beating really fast. I was going to say, Dude. leading up to, like, mm-hmm. responding to yeah. that. Like, did you second guess yourself or you knew that's what you wanted to do or needed to do? That's a good question. I did, but I was also in that mode of like, I'm the big sister and I have to like protect like me, myself, this home, my little sister. So I just went into like that mode of being like, all right, I'm not messing around with this. It didn't feel evil. We just talked about this today. It felt protective. And what's funny about this is that when it was her name being said, it was Gabby, which is her nickname, which like we as sisters all call her, but like everybody else calls her Gabs or Gabrielle. So it's like a very familiar term for her to be called. The other thing is all of these things happened when she was, when one of us were like by ourselves or like maybe in a situation where like we could need protection. Um, Which to me, I just think that's like maybe if that's real and if that's out there, a form of protection. My other thoughts are glitch in the matrix. Can I give some? (laughs) Like like parallel universe yeah. kind of you're thinking? Uh, because how many times did I like walk down that hallway and said Gab or Gabby yeah. in my it voice? So it's just like time. Yeah, yeah just a, like a time warp. Yeah. But we both time heard slant. it, which is cause like a lot of times when I've like experienced things, it's just me. And you second guess yourself because of that. Like, wait a second. No, I must have just misinterpreted this whatever thing. But mm-hmm. we both heard it. It was clear as day. Gabby in my voice. It was the that weirdest thing. To be like that was real. me. Listening or er, doing the podcast covering so many stories. This is not what happened to you. But if I was in your position, my mind would immediately go to like mimicry. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily a mimic, but entities using the voice of loved ones. Like, uh, we've heard it before. They'll, like, use the voice of a loved one to try to get you to go somewhere. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and that's, like, the goal. So that's, like, when you were talking, in my mind, I was like, I would be shitting a brick. Like, I would be Mm. so scared. That's what your mind goes to first. Yeah. But I love that that your mind didn't go there or your heart. (laughs) Like, you you guys weren't Yeah, you were conscious of what you were feeling at the time. I bet you, though, it it was the fact that it – most likely was good that like I recognized it as good. Cause I think if it was bad, I would have recognized it as for bad. sure. If you felt bad, do you think you would have responded, talked back to it still? Yes. Because I have done that as well. <gasps> oh, shit. Are you going to share that? 
You don't have to. Actually, I will with you, but I don't want this on the podcast. Okay. I've in the house that I nannied for. Wait, hold on. Pause. Pause. Cut this out. Cut this part out. So, like to answer your question, yeah, I for sure would have addressed it as well if it would have been Boy. a bad thing. Interesting. So that is Ghost Sister. Yeah, tense in this room right now. I think I think I lean towards more of like the the glitch idea though. <laughs> I like the alternate universe because yeah. back in 2012 they discovered that <laughs> God particle that that's probably what year it was the, too. Uh, Dude, what what do what do you mean when you say glitch in the matrix? What does that mean when we say that? So it's like whenever you see like a deja vu, something's been changed. But, but, uh, no, <laughs> that's like the actual movie, The Matrix. <laughs> a lot of it is like everything's happening happening simultaneously. Yeah, mm-hmm. and in the same realm, but like different spheres or different planes. Yeah, and sometimes that plane gets mashed. So, for instance. There was like an old farmhouse Civil War era, and there's old records of this person in their journal saying, today I saw a ghost. I came inside, and right as I walked in the door, I looked up the stairs, and there's a ghost standing there. And that ghost walked through a wall, and it was the scariest thing I've ever So there's like old records of that. Then like fast forward 100 years, a guy was in that same house, and he said he was at the top of the stairs and he looked down and he, he said, I saw a ghost walk in the door today. It scared me. So I walked into the room in front. So like, it's like time on top of each other, but sometimes it like merges. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. So what does that mean? Like about it could be the universe we live in. I don't know what my thought is and kind of my thought about your mom is like frequencies. Mm-hmm. We all are tuned into certain frequencies, but some humans have like a wider range Mm -hmm. and maybe sometimes those frequencies get like and that's like the movie frequency or like hunter story the emt where he went the trailer whaler where he went into the back sorry (laughs) the crust marrow came up (laughs) uh no like what does that mean yeah frequency so like things things could just be happening simultaneously and and sometimes they just kind of get like crossed yeah that's what it means i don't know (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. There's got to be validity to that because some people have experiences and some people just don't. Like my husband is always like he really wants to have a spiritual experience with like something paranormal. Like he wants that to happen. Careful. And he never does. I know, honestly. <laughs> Those people never get it though. Like Kevin's going to say like Are you kidding? Still Kevin has multiple times like played with Ouija boards, no. set up like everything candles, like, but nothing's happened to him. Uh well, they used to happen oh. Yeah, it's true. I, like he's been he's <laughs> been violently pulled Texas. off a bed and pulled under a bed. What? Well, didn't he work at the chocolate and he said like you could hear footsteps? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, but when Kevin was like twenty something, he was living with roommates, and one of his roommates woke up to Kevin being ripped off his bed and pulled under the bed. Like pulled under like the bed. A scary movie that's when they're like almost four. levitating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's episode, episode four. four. Texas. Sleep. Was oh, he Texas. was he awake? Uh, he woke up yeah. to it happening. Yeah, he said, oh, "Dude, he has." I don't know if he shared this on Pod, and I don't know. I think he's okay with it. If not, I'll take it out later. But he's like woken up to like he. Did you hear the one where he talked about like Lucifer standing at his door? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He and told Lucifer that had one in episode four, and it like his like text would write itself above his head and stuff, and then it would go away, and then like more text would write. He's had what? like 
Like Tom Marvolo. Really. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But he yeah, said it was like so kind of like neon. It was like giving off light or something. I can't fully remember. <laughs> That's an episode four. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he five, tells Texas. it in episode yeah. five. Texas. Four is yeah. sleep. Five is Texas. Yeah. yeah. So. But he has told it on pod before. Yeah. I don't remember if it was in five or in a different episode though. Yeah. He's had some wild <clears throat> encounters. Insane. And I think he was like really struggling with his faith at the time. And it was like meeting with his bishop. So it was like tumultuous. Wow. Time. Anyway. So all of these planes of uh, planes exist, and they like coincide with each other from time to time. They just if we're going along with like this theory, the yeah. multiverse, man. Yeah, it's real. It's from Loki. <laughs> no, I have no idea, but I think there's got to be some validity, to dude. That. I think it, so. It too. makes yeah. sense, no. like to some degree. I yeah. don't know that I believe it. Like, or maybe like that time kind of slip thing that Charlie was talking about. Maybe you did say something like that, but it was like years earlier yeah and then it comes back at that time just kind of seeps through the time space continuum <laughs> i said all, of, oh sorry go ahead all three of us all, all of these pers- uh experiences always seem like so personal like i'm wondering if there are slips in time that have affected like his like historical events oh, shit. or oh, gosh. things on like a macro scale mandela Oh, the so Mandela, Mandela effect. effect could be a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But okay, here's my thoughts on that because I was thinking this last week or when I was listening to that episode of the podcast podcast. Um, if Mandela effect is real, why would it just affect like really insignificant things like mirror, mirror on the wall? Do you know what I mean? But what if it's not affecting only minuscule things Those and the we only just things. don't know I don't know. the other like, things? It stems from Mandela which was a pretty big event. That's true. Uh, I wonder if that had any significance to his life and his being, whether it was like in prison or as president or a leader. Okay, is it is it really Mandela effect or is it Mandala? Mandela. Okay. After no. Nelson Mandela, yeah. What's Mandala? Like Mandalas are like, is that the game you play where you drop the pebbles? That's Mancala. <laughs> Dude, are we word association right now? I could be wrong, but it's like the the art. It's like uh, almost like kaleidoscopes. Yes, like, kaleidoscope with, like, art. The really detailed, like Hindu, and it's all symmetrical. because yeah. that that made more sense to me because it was like like different. sacred symmetry. Yeah, and thing. it was all symmetrical, and that's yeah. why I was like that that effect of like that feels like Doctor Strange, things. which yeah. is also oh, okay. like yeah, yeah. multiverse. Oh We're going deep. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. Um, okay, so that was know. that was a no ghost, ghost sister. Ghost sister. Okay, so this next story is a story that actually happened to my brother-in-law. He was serving a mission at the time in the Alberta Mission of in Canada. He was in downtown Edmonton. I think this is around like 2013. So it was like dead of winter, and him and his companion. You guys have talked about like missionary work a little bit, so yeah. I'll describe some terms. But um, he's there serving an LDS mission, and um, him and his companion were kind of new to that area, so they were trying to figure out like dead of winter, not a lot of missionary work happening. They're not like they don't have a ton of people that they're working with. So one day they reached out to the ward mission leader, who's kind of like a, the person in charge of the area, who is kind of like in charge of helping the missionaries. With, like, the work that they're doing. Is that a good way to describe it? Yeah. And um, they're talking to him. And they're like, hey, like, do you know of any people that, like, have worked with missionaries before that we could maybe, like, 
re-up relationships with and work with. And the word mission leader was like really cool. And he's like, yeah, there's actually this one lady, but um, the missionaries before kind of had like a weird experience with her. But I don't know if that was like them because they were kind of weird or if it was the lady. So like there is this one lady. (laughs) So they were like, yeah, like we're kind of desperate. So they decided to try and work with her. So they got the address of where to go and they decided one day to just like go see if they could talk with her at her house. So they drive over to her house. They have like this big truck because it's like super snowy there. And the first like weird thing that they noticed was that her driveway and like her walkway had not been um, shoveled. Shoveled. Thank you. I was like snow plowed. Um, (laughs) Shoveled the entire winter. So, like, it looked like for weeks, yeah, there was, like, snow drifts, like, built up, like, really tall. And before they got out of the car, my brother-in-law was like, hey, regardless of how this goes, let's bring our shovels with us. And we'll offer to to shovel her driveway for her as, like, an act of kindness to kind of, like, break that barrier to just show her, like, we just want to help you kind of a thing. We just want to be nice. So they brought their shovels with them and trudged up to the door, which was, like, kind of a task because it, like, was so big. And they were thinking, like... Maybe she's out of town. Maybe she's been, like, on vacation. A lot of people, like, leave for summer homes because winters mm-hmm. are so bad. Um, and they also noticed that the house was super dark. Like, there were not any lights on that they could see, like, very dark in, like, kind of middle of the day. So they walked up to the door. They knocked and waited a while, thinking, like, she must not be here. They were about to turn around um, when the door cracked open and this lady stuck her head out. He said she was, like, kind of a smallish woman. Um, she's brunette. And she just stuck her head out and she was like, what do you guys want? And they were like, oh, hey, yeah, like we're the missionaries. Uh, I don't know if you remember us. We've worked with you before, but we were just wondering if um, you'd like like to work with us again. Like we can like kind of start teaching you again kind of a thing. And she was like, yeah, I, I know who you are and I'm not interested. And like had this kind of like aggressive tone of voice. And they were like, oh, yeah, okay, no worries. Would you be okay with it if we shoveled your driveway for you? We noticed that, like, you probably just haven't had time to take care of that, and we'd love to to do that for you. And her tone of voice kind of changed, and her voice dropped and got a little bit deeper. And it was then that she was like, I don't want anything to do with you. And they were like, okay, no worries. And she continued talking, like, in this, like, deeper voice and said something along the lines of – you you guys don't even know who you're working for and who you're representing and you actually have it wrong because God's true son is Satan and you don't even understand the work that is supposed to be done and I don't want anything to do with like the work that you're trying to do. So my brother-in-law was like, no worries, we're on different pages here. That's totally fine. And she just, like, kept kind of rambling about it. And as she did so, she opened the door up a little bit wider because she was, like, visibly upset. And he said, like, when she opened the door up wider and kind of, like, took a step closer to them, he noticed that she had this parrot on her shoulder. And he didn't really feel like, because it was, like, already kind of tense, like, he needed to address it. Like, there was anything to be said about this parrot. But that, like... She was getting, like, very negative, and he started to feel, like, this really dark energy when she started talking about, like, Satan and how she believed in Satan pretty much, like, that she didn't want anything to do with them. So they were like, okay, no worries, and she didn't really, like, let them leave or, like, say goodbye. They just kind of backed up 
and then started walking away. So they slowly like took a step back and then were like trying to see if like she had anything else to say, but then were very uneasy and felt like they should leave. So they started walking back to the car and they got back in the car and they were like, that was so weird. My brother-in-law was like saying to his companion, like, that was so strange when she started like talking about like her Satan worshiping. And he was saying like, yeah, I just got a really bad energy when she started talking about that. And especially like when I saw that parrot on her shoulder, like, I don't know what that was about, but that was like really, I just like got really bad energy. And his companion was like, what parrot? I didn't see a thing. He (laughs) saw, he described it as like a bright colored parrot. Like a macaw, I think they're called. Okay, yeah, yeah. He said toucan, but toucan, <laughs> I, he meant a parrot. <laughs> so yeah. she had it on, and he said it was just, an, it didn't look An evil. attachment, dude. It was just a normal parrot on her shoulder. And this woman had actually progressed kind of far with missionaries and was like accepting the message. But the previous missionaries that had been teaching her said that she became very, very polarized in her like beliefs and i think that was when like maybe she started like out of nowhere believing the opposite just... yeah but the house was pitch black inside and she had not left in weeks dude i oh, oh. and so his his overall like summary of this was he's like i will never forget that like from that day i've always just thought of like how weird that that experience happened to me like with a person that i'm standing right in front of right before my eyes but it did not happen to my companion who was also there so either he saw it as like a representation of like what was actually going on or it was legitimate, but his companion was protected from seeing it. So he's like, either way you could look at it from like those two perspectives of like, I saw it as a sign for us to like leave and like think like, okay, that's, there's something there. Or like it was there. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Your brother-in-law said when he saw the parrot, he felt super uneasy. Yeah. He said it, it it did not seem evil, but but he was already unev- uneasy because of what she was talking about with like her beliefs in Satanism pretty right, much. Right, right. So I've talked about attachments before, and Elder Downs' uncle, the Maori healer, his story, he said like he had a cousin or someone came to his farm or something, and he came out of the door, and right when he saw him, he's like, you have an attachment. And he just described it as a, a gecko on his back. Gecko, which is that? weird like it being represented by an animal mm-hmm. and he said i can't take this one from you i can't heal you so he had to or i can't like get rid of it so he had to take it and he died he passed so he took the gecko the attachment it attached to him and he died in like weeks What the heck? but it's just that's the second time i've heard of like things being represented like as like an animal, an animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very weird Ugh. i don't know what that is like i don't know how to make sense of that well there was an episode of correct me if I'm wrong mysterious universe where they talk about attachments and this like lady wrote a book about like the different kinds of attachments that would like come on to people and she had different names for them too and they had like different purposes as well like some were just like be there because they needed life some were there to like take life stuff like that it was a lot of like depression or suicidal thoughts are like she claimed caused by attachments yeah and she like described some of them too but like maybe that's kind of along the same veins Hmm. or i think she did describe them as being animal like some of them i think so that's what i have to go back and listen yeah yeah 
Dude, What's the differences and similarities between this and like omens? Omens are signs. So omens aren't always animals? No. Well, and like some, yeah. like a blood moon is a bad omen. Okay. So like sailors thing is like pink moon is good, but a red moon in the morning is bad for sailors. Or like a yeah. red sunrise means blood's been spilt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, so, but that's an omen, like signs. Okay. Huh. Scary, huh? Dude, the sec like the second you started saying that last sentence, I was like, oh shit. I hope my delivery was good. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um that story actually reminds me of a stupid tweet that my little sister did one time. <laughs> and it, the story is like, um, one time this girl was babysitting for um like babysitting some kids, like after the parents left and they had this clown statue, and the clown statue kept scaring her. So she texted the parents and said, hey, do you mind if I like cover this up with a sheet? It's scaring the kids. And the parents responded, take the clown statue and run. We don't have kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, so stupid. That's funny. That is scary. Dude, in, in my job at the restaurant in Provo, I would get super bored. So I'd. I'd make all the servers tell me riddles. I'd tell all the servers riddles. But I would do a myriad of things. And then one of them was uh, scary stories. This one kid was like really trying to impress us. And so he told us the clown one, but in not the funny yeah. ending. And the second he ended, Kevin was like, that's so stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's such an old urban legend. So that's a funny twist on funny, yeah. the old urban legend. <laughs> Dude, crazy. That one effed me up. I had an experience. I was in an area on my mission in Australia. was looking through the area handbook, which kind of just details like all the work previous missionaries have done in that area. There's a list of potential people who seemed receptive to listening or hearing the lessons. One of them was like, like let's just say Joe, firefighter, cool guy, very open. We're like, cool, let's go, let's go hit him up. Hit him up, knock on his door, and he's like, he sees us and just huge smile on his face. We're like, which doesn't happen in Australia. <laughs> it's probably pretty similar to like France. It's like, I don't, yeah, yeah. I do not give a shit. No, how do I do French? That was, that was not French. It's not Italian. Yeah, I do not give a shit. <laughs> oh. No, he's just like, he, he, so door opens, he smiles super wide. And we're like, hey, like, you know who we are? He's like, yeah. And we're like, can we, like, you know what we do? You know, and he's like, yeah. We're like, can we share some thoughts or like, you know, the things that we believe? And he's just like, I'm actually busy right now, but I would love for you to come back. Come back Tuesday, 7 p.m. We're like, dude, what? Like, this is crazy. So we come back, knock on the door. He opens up, he smiles, and he's like, come on in. And we walk in, and there's another guy there. <laughs> and we're like, huh. And he's like, hey, this is my, uh, it's my pastor. We would like to talk to you guys. And Patch was like, how about you guys come out here? And me and my companion are like, oh, F. We go out on the balcony and it just proceeds to like, the pastor just like berates us for like an hour. How can you claim that? Like at first they're super nice. And so it's like, oh yeah, where are you guys from? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, let, let's just take a look real real quick. Whoosh, Bible. Bible. <laughs> PowerPoint out. presentation. Dude, he was just like battling. And like at first we were like trying to talk and then it was just like, oh, I was like, hey, I'm not here to like fight. If you're not, but um, he goes, well, that was productive. Why don't we have a closing prayer? And he was like, would you like to offer the prayer? And they both just smiled. And my companion goes, sure. And he goes, 
can you pray? And he looks at me and I was like, sure. And I was like, dear heavenly father. And I could not talk. It was the weirdest thing. Like I could not talk. I was struggling to say words. And I was like, please, please bless. And like my adrenaline's coursing. Like it was so weird. And I like stumbled through and I say, amen. And we both just get up and we leave. And my companion who was from Tahiti, he's like, did you feel that? And I was like, yeah, what the hell? Like the mood was tense and it was confrontational. But the second he asked us to pray, it was like, like everything got sucked out of the room. And he's like, dude, I couldn't even speak. And I was like, I couldn't either. And both of us were like, what the hell was that? We're like crossed his ass out of the list. We're like, don't go back. (laughs) Just wants to fight. (laughs) But I don't know. That was like, kind of made me think of your story. Wow. Just like a weird interaction. Yeah. Like you're being constrained from. It was weird. Yeah. It was like the one time in my life I couldn't. Yeah. It felt like I was being forced. Like I couldn't speak. Silenced. That's pretty similar to Joseph Smith. Hey. (laughs) If you're not Mormon, you've probably heard his name. But that's, I would say technically a, a scary story joseph smith's story sounds like sleep paralysis to me yeah well, like, I've off, I thought that awake. like being held down and pressured on like a uh, pressure holding him down stuff yeah. and feeling the galls the pits of hell well and allegedly yeah. also that was holding his tongue satan, he couldn't speak so. what so allegedly that was satan too so what does that say about sleep paralysis i don't know he just on top of you what are, yeah i don't know who knows <laughs> Did you have any more? Second, second. I do have one more story. Real sick. quick though. So talking about dreams, did you guys know that scientists have no idea why we actually dream? Like it's never been figured out why dreams happen. Uh-huh. I've heard that. I've heard theories on why we dream. But yeah, it's like, it's all, they're all theories. They're not yeah, a fact. They're, they're not, not 100% factual. sure why. Because like technically the body should just go into like, like a non-responsive mode where uh-huh. like you're not even like thinking kind of a thing. And sometimes it is like that when you sleep. I don't know, speaking for myself, but like, yeah, there's no reason why our, our bodies should like stay up and like, like be processing information, which is dreaming. Bro, I had the shittiest dream the other night. <laughs> I cleaned a toilet for like 30 real life minutes in my dream. And in my dream, I would like clean a spot and it would just come back. And I was getting so frustrated and I spent like, 30 real life minutes on it in my dream it felt like and then i woke up and i was like i just did chores in my sleep i was so pissed off when i woke up bro you need to look up the meaning of that see a yeah. doctor sleep so i was like oh toilet. you are terminally ill or something that, <laughs> yeah. that's what that means Damn. crazy my dreams because uh growing up mormon we're taught premarital sex is is no go my dreams, you're being real vulnerable right yeah, now dude. All, all my all my fun dreams always end right when I'm supposed to to go in because my consciousness you feel is guilty like, <laughs> you're so not many supposed times. to do yeah. I uh, have Your I constantly have blue ball dreams <laughs> even, dude I am with you even in my dreams that it's like about to happen and then all of a sudden you're like I cannot or <laughs> I must it is, not it is not worthy <laughs> yeah it is against the law. I cannot. I am hundred percent like twenty times done that, and then I wake up. I'm like, bitch, bro. <laughs> I <just> done it. <laughs> <laughs> One place where you could have gone. Like, oh, it's like you have damn. the clear. You can go for it. <laughs> no, but I've kind of wondered before if dreams are almost like a a landline. 
so as to say. Like, if it's, like, this built-in mechanism for, like, us to receive, like, almost, like, messages. Where it's, like, people do look into, like, dream meetings. Maybe, 100%. But, like, to your point with, like, sleep paralysis, like, we're in such a vulnerable state. Like, if that is the case, if dreams are, like, a very easy way to, like, access our, like, your psyche. Mental. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, there are uh, those Native American tribes that believe, uh, I think it might be Aboriginal, actually, Australia, but dreamland is the real place and this is all dreams Inception, they, they full that. on believe that like, like the metaphysical here, world right like right now is the dream and when you go to sleep that's that's reality well that's just too trippy for me to think about right now. yeah they call it dream time or dream yeah dream time huh. this is far too detailed is that why they have dream catchers not aboriginals um. but i don't know we should look, <laughs> we should look into same, that same yeah Maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's stuff with, with that. <laughs> I bet you every culture has some type of like thing Something. to like expel like evilness while sleeping. I don't know. Someone sprinkles salt on the windowsill. Or, like, or having a, like a dream catcher. Yeah. That was my family. Yeah. My tutu would always walk around with a tea leaf, which we grew in our yard, and she'd like. I don't know if you've ever seen a tea leaf, but you can like strip the leaf so they turn into strands from the spine and she'd have like a cup of water with hawaiian salt and she'd dip the tea leaf inside and then she'd like go around the, the outside and just like <laughs> spread it all Bro, over she was just basting you guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's making you tasty she did that every night uh she not every night but periodically yeah i distinctly oh. remember that and then she would put hawaiian salt on the windowsills oh. apparently spirits are terrified of salt and they come through your windows but yeah. yeah, but salt is also a, like in other cultures and like areas of the world too. Like what Preserve. what is that movie? Uh Skeleton Key. Where like she puts it's the, the salt brick dust. The, oh she uses okay, brick yeah. dust in that. I thought I thought it was salt. That's my bad. I feel like it's still a thing, but that's still my bad. At the end she does a summoning of protection where she uses a salt circle. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Voodoo. Interesting. Okay, my third story for the evening. Hell yeah. This one we like to call, what do we call it? Antique shop ghost. <laughs> okay. So, um, man, this is making me realize all my stories are from like a long time ago. Um, so this happened in like 2012, I think. And um, I was with two of my sisters and my sister's best friend, Madison, who I talked about earlier. All four of us are, like, obsessed with paranormal. We, we, like, grew up watching, like, Ghost Whisperer. Do you guys remember that? Jennifer Love Hewitt. Like, we loved all that stuff. So we wanted to go to this, like, antique shop in Lehigh. So we all, like, piled in my sister's convertible bug and drove to this antique shop. And I'm sorry. Have you ever seen Now and Then? No. You should watch it. Okay. I'll put it it on sounds like your sister's life's, like... Really? Your guys' story. I don't oh. know. Just you should watch it. Okay. I'm curious. About it's that. like four young girls who are best friends coming to age story. Love it. Seance. Kind of like little women too. Sure. I've never seen seance. it, but maybe. Sports. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I felt no. compelled to say it. I appreciate that. Um, so we get to this antique shop and we go in and because my older sister is who she is, she like goes and finds the owner. And she's like, You got any ghost stories that you can tell us? <laughs> He's like, yeah, actually, like I do. And as he's telling us, like even just like that much, he's stuttering through like all of his words, and we're like, I'm feeling like a little bit uneasy because we're like, well, like 
like we don't mean to like it felt like we were making him very anxious and nervous mm. and i was like thinking like we don't mean to pry like you don't have to tell us your stories whatever so he proceeds to tell us um just in the middle of the shop he's like i own this uh it's actually a mill turned antique shop so it was like used to be like an old mill and he purchased like the home that was next to it and they turned that into like a little antique shop so he's like i purchased this when it was like ready to be uh demolished is that the word like bulldozed over because it was so old but i decided to like put money into it and like renovate the house so that we could use the house for the shop my wife and i did this together so one day he was working on like the fourth floor and he's like telling us the story while stuttering and like having a hard time like speaking through it and he's like i was up on the fourth floor painting or like renovating something up there and like a crawl space and at this point like the house was like in really bad condition like almost like not safe to like walk through but he's restoring it all by himself um so he like had to be in it in those circumstances to like make it better obviously so he's like and something pushed me really hard and i fell four flights got a concussion my wife found me with like my head cracked open and that's why i'm talking like this and we're like okay thank you like this poor man, we're asking him, like, do you have a ghost story? And he's like, yeah, my whole life has been turned upside down because I was pushed off of, like, these four flights of stairs kind of thing. We're, like, stunned by that response. So his wife comes over and she's like, yeah, it took him a long time to recover. He had to learn how to talk again. He still has, like, a little bit of a stutter from, like, going through that accident, like a traumatic brain injury type of a thing. So, like, a little bit I was, like, skeptical of, like, maybe his memory associated with that incident happening. But he said, like, he, like, remembers the whole thing. He doesn't remember, like, when he passed out on the ground, but he remembered the whole thing leading up to it. So he's like, yeah, so now we've restored it. And this is, like, our, like, love, sweat, and tears have gone into, like, building this shop. We're like, cool. Uh, thank you. <laughs> like, we were, like, kind of, like, stunned, really, like, by that story. So we're, like, looking around. And I remember, like, going into – they had, like, these kind of, like, separate rooms divided for, like, different things. So I, like, went into, like, the glassware. I just, like, remember, like, holding this teacup and being, like, there's a weird feeling in this shop. There's a really weird feeling in here. And kind of being, like, turning around, like, checking behind me. Um, so then we all were, like, kind of met up after we'd, like, looked through the main level. And we noticed that, like, some people, some shoppers were coming up from, like, a little basement. So we're, like, oh, let's all go down there. And it's still, like, a super old house. Like, they restored it, but it's the roots of it are super old. So this little staircase is, like tiny little steps leading down and you can only go one at a time because it's so narrow and like really steep so only one person could come up and one person could go down at a time so like single file we walked down and I still remember like the order of it was like my little sister then my older sister then our friend and then me I was the last one and as we're going down same older sisters kind of like the funny loud mouth is like ghosts we welcome you like as we're walking down the steps <laughs> And all of us were, like, rolling our eyes, like, whatever, and, like, laughing, kind of, like, being rambunctious, like, ooh, we're having fun, this is kind of spooky, whatever. And um, we get down to the basement, and it's kind of like a cellar, like, probably, like, a cold storage that they used to use. So ceilings aren't very tall, and the room is not very big. And the way that they have it set up is, like, you can walk around in, like, an oval, and they had, like, stuff set up in the middle, like, stuff to purchase, I think, all down the middle. So, like, you do a loop, and then you there's a staircase. So when we got down there, we were the only ones. And because, again, the staircase is, like, super hard to go up and down. It's loud and creaky. You can hear people leaving and coming. 
So when we got down there, like we realized after all this happened, all of us kind of like got hushed out of almost like a respect type of like, okay, like we don't want to be too loud as like we're shopping in this shop. So we all go around and make a loop. And when we come back to the staircase, my little sister who is first says like, wait a second, guys. And all of us at that same moment were like, yep, we saw it too. So we realized when we made it full circle that we were by ourselves, that there was nobody else down there. But when we did the loop, all of us had different interactions with a ghost, a spirit, whatever you want to call it. So Gabrielle's experience being the first one was when she went down out of like respect again, like being kind of hushed out of another shopper that she'd like noticed. We all got quiet and she said she she walked past this woman that was walking out and she saw this woman and as she passed her, she just remembers thinking she didn't look nice because like she didn't look at her, didn't like eye contact and that she she seemed, she seemed very like out of place, like clothing, but that it was so fast she didn't really think about it until like the next like 10 seconds when she was like, where'd she go? So that was Gabrielle's interaction. Next was Jacqueline, the one who wanted to see the ghost, didn't see a thing. <laughs> She's the one who like seriously, just like not on that frequency, never sees anything. She's like, what? I didn't see anything. Like, I was just looking around. <laughs> she didn't experience anything. <laughs> next was Madison. And she says her interaction was that she saw the same woman, but she thought she saw her like moving her hands like this as if there were children that she was ushering like Uh, along and also like not to touch. She said that that's kind of the impression that she got when she passed this woman. And then my um, experience, I'm tall, I'm 5'10", but my experience was I passed this woman that was really petite. And I remember being like, oh, that was weird because like out of the polite, like you pass a stranger, you do like the tight mouth like polite smile almost a thing yeah nod kind of a thing and I just remember thinking like it was rude of her not to do that back when I looked at her like from the corner of my eyes like the fast like make eye contact politely kind of a thing and I just remember thinking like oh it wasn't super nice of her to not do the polite smile Mm -hmm. um but that was all that I noticed so then we kind of stayed single file to just like make that quick loop. And when we got back to the stairs and Gabby realized like nobody left and there's nobody here that Gabby was like, wait. And then as soon as she said, wait, the, the two of us were like, I saw it too. Like, where did she go? <gasps> Three of us saw this woman. So we sat there for like maybe 30 seconds. And again, I'm like the calm one. Gabby was, like, ready to bolt. She was, like, so <laughs> weirded out. And Madison was just, like, what's going on? Like, really frazzled. And Jack was, like, what are you talking about? Like, what? I, did, I missed it all. What are you guys all talking about? And what are you all in on? So um, we kind of just, like, collected our thoughts. And, like, what did you see? Like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is when you're like, getting nervous and, like, starting to shake. Um, but, yeah, Gabby was, like, I saw a woman. She had brown hair that looked like it was, like, tucked up. Like, like a hairdo, like, to her chin almost, but it like looked like it was long and tucked up and she was wearing dark clothing with a dress to here. And Madison said, I saw a woman who was like pale, dark hair. That's all she remembered. And I just remember, like I can still see it in my brain today, like pale, dark hair parted down the middle. And again, like, yeah, like looked like it could have been tucked up or just like to her chin, super short and a dark dress is all I remember. And like her really petite, like in my peripheral vision, like really small, like five, two, maybe. So we all exchanged that really quick. 
And Gabby was like, her voice was trembling. She's like 17 at the time. She's like, I'm, I gotta go. Like, I'm so scared right now. Like, they all book it upstairs. I was like, wait, but I saw this book. I kind of want to buy. So <laughs> I actually did like another loop. And because I love this stuff, I was like, I just kind of want to look around again to like see if I could see it again. So I went and got this book, did the loop around, and then followed them upstairs. And by the time I got upstairs, um, they were all in the car, like <laughs> ready for me to go. So I like went outside and I was like, just wait like one second. I just want to go and ask that sh- the, the shop owner like if they've had interactions. And they were like, get in the car. Gabby's crying at this point. Like she is so terrified. She just like saw the most of her than the rest of us. She's like in tears, like almost bawling. And you're like, wait. And I'm like, come <laughs> back in up. here. <laughs> so um, I asked the shop owner, I, like wait for him to like check out a guest. So he's like by himself. I'm like, sorry to interrupt you. We're pretty sure we just saw a ghost. I'm wondering if like you have stories. And he's like, oh, you saw Sarah. And we're all, I'm like, sorry? <laughs> so he's talking to me. And as he's talking with me behind the, no, like Sarah. The, <laughs> Sarah. But like as he's talking to me behind like the cash register, he's talking with his hands. He walks over. He pulls this book from the bookshelf and he's like talking to me. He's like rifling, is that the word? Like going through the book. He picks a page and he like spins the book around and like pushes it towards me. And he's like, is this what she looked like? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, who is this person that you're showing me? And he's like, well, this is Sarah. She, I can't remember her last name. It's been a long time, but he's like, she was the mill owner's first wife. And we see her time to time. And Sarah's very protective of the mill. And I'm thinking to myself, like, homeboy, she pushed you off the fourth story back in the day. Like, Sarah did not seem nice. So he's like saying, like, yeah, she, we have some guests that have been shopping and have had interactions with her. Normally, she just likes to check in and make sure that, like, this was her home. She just checks in to make sure, like, her home is still here kind of a thing. I'm, like, all shaken up. I'm, like, holy crap. He's showing me a picture. And the, the picture just looks like a picture from the 1800s of a woman. So I'm, like, every woman looked like that back then. Like, I don't know. But I tell him, like. I just, here's what I saw, like short hair, really short, saw her for half a second, but let me go see if my sister would want to come look because she saw her the most out of any of us. So I go outside and I'm like, Gabby, he has a book with a picture (laughs) and the ghost name is Sarah. You have to come look. And she is like in the backseat of the bug. And by this point, Jacqueline's like, get in there. And Madison's like, don't, it's okay if you don't want to. She's like tears are streaming down her face. She's like, I'm not going back in there. I'm not going back in there. So like we wait a minute. She calms down and we like, we're pushing her back into the shop. So Sisters, mean. dude. Sisters, man. So we bring her in and I will always remember this. It was like the funniest, most quotable, like Gabrielle moment, if you know her. But she walks up to the book and like goes like, looks at me and goes, okay, that's the woman I just saw. Like in tears. Like she... And Gabby was like, yeah, like after the fact when she'd calmed down, she's like, it was the same person as if like if one of us were to take a photo and like have it like look like an 1800s photo, like you look kind of like your eyes are dark. She's like, but I could tell it was the same woman. So apparently she was the first of many wives and she did not like the fact that her husband had married more women and had like become a polygamist or whatever. And she felt like so that was her home. But she actually died um, because she had to go and, like, walk to another sister wife's home, like, in the middle of the winter. 
And on the way back, there was like a crazy storm. She got a flu and then like died in that home from like that, that being out in the cold for that long. So since that has happened, we have tried to go back and they have turned it into like a software IT company. Oh, oh. Scipio. Scipio. Is, that's it. That's Scipio. It, that's it. We've, have you have been you there? Been, I've been there. Yeah, I was interviewing for like I was interviewing too. One you of our find when you were talking, I was like, "Man, this sounds like the Scipio building." I know that's it. Yeah, that's where the lady who interviewed me ever. You have to ask them. Yeah, we were there for a minute, and we had all that craziness happen to us. It, there's like a the middle part, like the stairwell. It's like a big silo. Yeah, yeah. It's like a brick building. Yes, and you can still see the mill. Like they, I think they yeah. still have like some part yeah. of it yeah. there because we went back and. It was like closed or else we would have gone in and been like, hi, do you have any scary stories? But um, we peeked through the basement and you could still see like, maybe it was like the parts of the mill in the middle. Yep. Like a furnace. They keep, they kept like all this original stuff in one part of the building. That's it right there. Yeah. I was, I I was going to make a really dumb joke that the lady who interviewed me had short cropped hair and then she walked (laughs) into a wall. Her name was Sarah. (laughs) Dude, I, uh. I filmed it there. Nice. For some reason, I knew. I knew. Yeah. Like the second you were like, "It's been turned into." I knew exactly. What it was and we both were yeah. like, "Skipio." Yeah. So you need to talk I with took, your uh, friend. My buddy uh, Ikaika. He Shout called in on that episode. We like filmed him uh, playing music in like the middle. You filmed part. Ikaika? Yeah. Huh. He was in Utah. Yeah, he lived in Ikaika, or he lived in he lived in Utah for a long time. Oh. Um. Yeah, I I don't know where that footage is. I. I don't Probably know if there's anything. But like blank I bet now, you not. dude. Bro, okay. Let's haunted. legit reach out to Sean. Yeah. Yeah. He worked there forever. I talked I talked to him last week. Oh, you're about to see who used to work Joseph there. too. Oh, yeah. You're going to go see Joseph tomorrow. Yeah. Ask yeah. him. Okay, I will. What a weird coincidence. <laughs> that is there's really like weird. no people that work there. It didn't look like that when we went. It was like they've made it like really nice. Yeah. It was like. Very techy. Like, it was there. like. Uh, old pioneer house turned like oh here's some antiques in it like when yeah. we went through it dude that is so weird <laughs> i feel weird i wonder where that did that dude start up another shop like antique shop oh my gosh i'm trying to remember so i think we reached out to him on facebook we've somehow okay this is what dude, we did you're doing the most <laughs> one day on a saturday this was like maybe three years ago recently ish we decided like we're gonna go get to the bottom of this like let's revisit it we went and um Went to it and we're like, crap, it's not an antique shop anymore. Like, they're not there. So then we actually went to the American Fork Library to look up to see if we could find the history of the mill. Um, and as we were, like, trying to check out some books, this lady was like, what are you guys looking these up for? And we, like, kind of told her the story. And she's like, oh, I know him. We were like, well, can you connect us? And she's like, he's actually kind of a little bit homeless and has now just been, like, kind of floating around. So she gave us his name and I actually called him and, like, left a voicemail. But he never called me back. It That's sounds so like his health because of that accident has kind of like been off the deep end and he's not doing well. That's really like sad. A, he's That's like, so sad. He's not totally homeless. Like he has people that take him in and he just kind of like floats around. It's like the uh, gist that she told us. But yeah. I tried. Oh, I, I mean, followed his, those dead ends. His story is pretty trippy. Yeah. <laughs> you should get him on. <laughs> it's real pushy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, That's crazy. That's wild. That made me feel feelings. Yeah. Isn't that funny, though, that the one that really wanted to see ghosts this whole time? It's always yeah. like anything. that now. Except for when we did go to a, like a haunted place with Kevin. He's like, oh, come on, ghosts. 
they actually did do something to him. And, and he, he still like, didn't believe still it. Still didn't admit that. What the was it? Where did we go? We went to Hrafen's. Oh, yeah. So we recorded an episode in a haunted building with a guy named Hrafen. And he was like, hey, just to let you know, a lot of people who come record stuff, all their files get corrupted. And we were like, ha, 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 yeah, whatever. You hear about that. People yeah. take pictures and they don't come out. Or- we recorded a three-hour-long podcast and all the files were corrupted. So I remember that and I wanted to hear like how that went. Because <laughs> I, I, it's. I have some of it that I've you? been able to like salvage. How yeah. weird is that? Like it's never been an issue before and like somehow. Dude. Oops. Corrupted. And never since then. Uh, but there is like the dark man. The dark man would walk from like one corner of his shop all the way up to another. And like he'd like one site take the three levels. He was killed at the top and his blood seeped through the floors to the basement. So he starts at the top where he was killed and he walks all the way down to where his blood landed in the basement. This is real. Yeah. And so many people have felt him and he's like ghost hunter, ghost adventures. They've gone there like three times. I love those guys. (laughs) Shout out Zach Zach Baggins. Baggins. Yeah, Baggins. We made a spoof one time on YouTube of us pretending to be that. So funny. It's got like, like 300 a views. disembodied voice. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. A spirit. Yeah. Uh, but there, he was like, this room in particular, this is where we have the most. Like experiences. The most activity and like where people have like really been affected. And he's like, so just like, just be aware of that. And Kevin goes in and goes like, take me. No, like, no. He said, come at me, bro. Yeah. He said, come at me, bro. And it's like, he, he was like, if multiple people have looked into these antique mirrors and they will see him over the head. So Kevin was like looking and he's like, come at me, bro. And like challenging it. (laughs) And then like he even Kevin stayed in there for a little while. We left and the guy was just giving us a tour and uh, come out later. And the guy's talking, talking, talking. I look over at Kevin and Kevin is like, like, like rocking back and forth and blinking a ton. I was like, I was like, hold on, Kevin, are you okay? And he goes, I'm fine. And I was like, Kevin, seriously, are you okay? And he's like, I'm just like super lightheaded and I feel like I'm about to throw up and fall over. And I'm like, well, do you think it has anything to do with you challenging the ghost? And he's like, no, no. (laughs) And I was like, like wouldn't admit it. Yeah. And to this day, he was like, I think it's just because like there was wires or Wi-Fi in that room or something. (laughs) 5G. (laughs) (laughs) Five ghosts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. That's like if you watch any episode of Ghost Adventures when stuff actually happens, that's what they experience. Like it's yeah. never like, oh, I'm nausea, like vertigo. Kind of, yeah. yeah, like they just have to like and being hot and stuff. Yeah, yeah but or the real cold. person that stuff never happens to is me. Yeah, yeah. nothing's happened to show. But I also don't. I'm not the one going out there like show Trying. yourself. But you are like out there going out in the wilderness all the time. Yeah, like I'm putting myself in places, but like I'm not like challenging stuff. Yeah. But then stuff never <gasps> happens either. Sean and I went on a hike this weekend. And we were way up in the mountains and we go up this narrow, narrow bit that's like down in the valley a little bit. And then you come out and you're on a ledge and you can like oversee the valley. So we go up through and there's like aspens all around us. It's super pretty. Go up through. We stand on there. We're taking photos. It's all misty. The mist is like coming through the valley. So pretty. But then like five minutes later, we go back down and a huge aspen had fallen across the path. Oh yeah, that was trippy. Like minutes after. Yeah. And I was like, that was Bigfoot. Bigfoot pushed it down. (laughs) Probably wasn't, but it was just weird that a a tree fell within like two minutes of us being right there. It was like a large tree and it fell, yeah, across the path. Oh my gosh. So you had like walk over it? Yeah. Did you hear it fall? No. 
So did it really fall? So did it actually fall? Oh, shoot. (laughs) Weird. The real questions. Anyway. That's scary. (laughs) This is Close encounters. That's wild. I feel like uh, that's so, uh, I I don't know, fortunate or unfortunate. Like to go through that and then you have like everything spelt out for you. Yeah, it was weird. That is He whips out the book. He's like, this is it. I wish I could like go and get the picture. Like what book was that that he had? We went to the library. We tried to find stuff, but. Dude, we need some hardcore researchers out there. Yeah. If you're a bored-ass nerd (laughs) and you want to research some stuff, hit us up. Or I just feel like people that have lived in American Fork are from there that would just, like, know more. Okay, yeah, Do you know what I mean? It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, AF people, we need you. (laughs) Cool. What else you got? Was that it? That's it for tonight. (laughs) I loved all that. That was really fun. (laughs) Super classic ghost stories, which, like, are the best sometimes. Sometimes we get more and more into the deep and crazy stuff. Yeah. So it's just nice to come back to the yeah. yeah. The it's real funny that this stuff. is like surface level for us. Not that surface level is a bad thing, but like we've been like getting into like the weirdest like conspiracies <laughs> and oh um yeah, classic, classic ghost stories. Recap, we had the antique shop ghost, sister ghost. We had the sister ghost. Ghost Snapchat sister. ghost. And Snapchat ghost. Snapchat. <laughs> no, there was one oh, no, no, no. Snapchat ghost. Ghost sister. Yeah, yeah. Ghost sister. Oh, oh, yeah. Dude, parrot that effed me up. Yeah. Apparently. How no, weird is that? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Polly want a cracker. Okay. Dude, thank you so much. <laughs> this is so funny. Are kidding through. me? I love this. <laughs> so fun. Doing your time. research. Yeah, I yeah. practiced a little bit. I'm like really bad at telling stories. So I practice, nope. but no, no, this is perfect. Thank you. This is all we could have asked for. Yay! <laughs> Anything you want to put out there? I almost made a joke and like teased one, like, I have another story, but this one's actually for our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, uh, that would be fitting. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't subscribed to Patreon, you need to do so. Hey, yo, thank you so much. Shout out, Shout thank out. you for that. Anything you want to push promote. Uh, yeah, you guys doing a live show next month. Oh, <laughs> shoot. Yeah, really October's <laughs> right around the corner, man. I know. We yeah, have to. It's, yeah. I know. Three weeks It now. sneaks up on us every yeah, year. It really does. Season. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Sean's going to be gone like all of October. So we might have to do a like, live show without him. A couple of weekends. But like we most of we the weekends, in. actually. <laughs> yeah. We'll just have Kevin sit in. Yeah, Kevin's got a freaking scary story about Satan. He would love that. He would. Okay, we'll talk. Yeah. We will. If I'm out of town. <laughs> we'll for figure sure. it out. We'll figure it out. Everyone out there, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us every week. We really appreciate you. It's been fun. It will continue to be fun. Send in your stories. You can send them into our Instagram or our website, the3mpodcast.com, or our email, your friends at the3mpodcast.com. Tell your friends. Download, subscribe, like, rate, <laughs> review. <laughs> what else? And trust your gut and be excellent to each other. Oh, Bye. Shit oh. them. Be safe. Be careful, please, out there. <laughs> oh, are you waiting for me? I thought we were waiting for <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Cool. No. <laughs> I'm Bye. sorry. I thought you were waiting for clean. No, you're good. It. You're totally fine. You can probably just go to that.
Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. I'm Richard Serrett. Join me on Strange Planet for in-depth conversations with the world's top paranormal investigators, alien abductees, Bigfoot trackers, monster hunters, time travelers, alternative archaeologists, remote viewers, and more. As I was on the way to Area 51, I was stopping on the side of the road and just taking measurements, and I found this one spot where time slowed down by a fraction of a second. It's not supposed to do that. From the two big categories, animal mutilations and human abductions, you have to conclude that genetic material is being harvested. Well, I reached for a rifle and uh, I, I turned and looked and it was, it was already moving away and it was descending the bluff. I, there's no way any human could have went down it. It was probably a 75 degree angle straight down almost. On Richard Serrett's Strange Planet, we're redefining reality. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Do not go any further. Turn around. Go home. Hi, this is Amy and Vanessa from She Goes by Jane, where we shine light on the stories of missing and unidentified women. On November 7th, we're sharing Nahida's story for the first time in a podcast. And this is a story that I thought I knew. But after reading police reports, it became more complicated than I thought. When investigators are called to Nahida Khatib's house, everything looks fine. Her purse is on the kitchen table, her cup of coffee is on the counter, and her two-year-old niece is in her playpen. The only thing amiss? Nahida is missing. Every week we feature a poem written in honor of the person we're talking about. This week we're joined by one of our favorite actresses. You might know her from Sister Act or King of the Hill or The Descendants. But if you're like us, you'll know her from Hocus Pocus. She's the much-beloved Kathy Najimy. Join us November 7th to hear Nahida's story.